Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can find my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This college show episode covers select games from week 11 of the 2022 season. And let me tell you all, if you liked our jumbo episode from a couple weeks ago, you're going to love this one. Uh, I, I, Again, you, viewer, know how long this is going to be. I have a guess. Uh, we should go ahead and put our guesses out now because we have no idea how long it's going to take. I said three hours, so I guess I'll set the line at three hours. Because, Jared, are you going over or under? I have faith that we can do this in about two hours and 56 minutes. I probably think it's under that because at some point I think we'll just be like, that's a game. Here's a play. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's going to get long. It's going to be a jumbo episode. We are only going to have two this week. We'll be back later in the week. Uh, Cousin Jerry will be back with our friend Jake to wrap out the slate. Otherwise, we're going to cover a lot of games today. I believe 46 of the 64 games we're covering <laughs> oh, okay. right here, right now. In yeah. case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pitchtheprofessor.com slash new for a primer and explanation. Otherwise, the goals for this information for this episode or share key information about these games, give you some things to think on and explain where certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing your fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us for investing your hard earned money. We will make a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember, there are no locks in gambling, so what we provide are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grade picks to indicate our confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. However, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, since we have been collaborating on picks, totals have gone extremely well. Um, yeah. To the point where we've made jokes about just becoming a totals only show. If we were to do that, that would be the one week where sides we would kill them and we would like of course lose our shirt on totals. So so we're not gonna yeah. do that. But instead we have you and I have spent a lot of time on refining our process. It's kind of a new thing and, and it's worked really well. We're up over these three weeks. Um last week was a little disappointing because we started off in the midweek so well and then gave a lot of that back on Saturday, kind of for a break-even week. But uh there are a lot of things we like and a lot of things we wanted to tweak because we think we're really close to making it go from good to great. Uh, but I really like what, what we've kind of landed at here, especially like so with regards to totals. Uh, so I think there's a lot to be excited about going forward. I agree. I'm excited. And especially that we kind of get to, to examine all the tweaks in a, what we think is going to be a three hour show. So that always it makes it a little bit more fun. What could go wrong? Um, the other thing that I, I'm excited about for this week is when we were talking about having wanting to do a jumbo episode, it wasn't hard to find games that had lines that we wanted right now. And I think that bodes yeah. really well. I was a little bit nervous when we first started talking about this that we would have to be like, well, I guess, and we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about that. But we got to the number of games we wanted to extremely quickly with like, that's a good yeah. number, that's a good number, I like that. I think that bodes really well for this week. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited too. And I'm also excited that since baseball season is over, you have treated yourself to what is seemingly a tropical vacation. Yeah, except it's like 1020. So this is obviously a painting. But uh, <laughs> yes, this is what it looks like outside my window. That's not even true either. Down the road, this is what it looks like. So yes, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is a, a little bit of vacation. Nothing to do with baseball season, but uh, yes, uh, we'll, we'll pretend it's from the profits that were made during baseball season. Of course, yeah. the real money from those profits is going to other things, but uh, there were yeah. a lot of them for baseball season. That was, that was a lot of fun, at least. Yeah, it was. It was. All right. Well, before we get to today's show, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, don't miss any 
college basketball movie or college football content that this channel provides. And as a reminder, we get that Patreon if you're looking to get some extra benefits. Membership starts at just three bucks a month, which gets you the plays of the day. And again, for 15 bucks a month, you get all of the benefits we offer over there, including early access to the projected spreads. You usually get those out before spreads come out so that you can get good numbers. Again, lots of benefits, still to breaking down every game, still every pick for free. So all the same free things you get. If you're looking for a little bit more, we'd love to have you over there. But if not, that's fine. We love that you're here. Yep. Uh, otherwise, we'll get right to it. All game lines, courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the description. And current as of the time of this recording on Sunday night, we're gonna try to lock plays in as we go. So I don't know. This might be just a complete disaster. But rather than this whole like we talked about a number and then it changes, sometimes it gets better, sometimes it gets worse. But it's just like annoying because then I gotta like go back in the show notes and talk about it. So I'm gonna try to lock on screen with my phone while I'm in a different location, <laughs> only have one screen. Who knows how this is going to go, whatever. It should be yeah. fun if nothing else. Uh, yeah. We're going to cover some of the midweek games before we have a chance to do our second episode. So all three Maction Tuesday games here, 7 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Michigan at Akron. And who boy, um, I, I, first off, I feel pretty confident in saying that we can probably be done with Eastern Michigan this year mm-hmm. um, on, a, on official picks. They're a seven-point favorite. Sideline says nine and a half. I do think Eastern Michigan is the right side here, but I have literally zero confidence in this. <laughs> to me, this is 100% a C-grade play just because Eastern Michigan, we've talked about all season, has just zigged and zagged yeah. every which way possible. Akron is terrible. They're ranked 129th according to Sideline. That's the third worst wow. team in wow. the country. Yeah, wow. But again, it's only a, a break-even edge betting minus seven given that sideline says it should be nine and a half because of the juice right. and they're not being a ton of value there it's not something i want any money on it's a side i'd lean if you're in a pick them contest if you just want some action action i'd lay the seven but my goodness that is a c-grade pick if i have ever seen one just because of how bonkers eastern michigan has been uh total is 55 what do you have for us here cousin jared I've got nothing good for you. Same thing. I would stay away from the total in this game. You 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 really kind of hate looking at it over with a team as bad as Akron involved, but I think that is the way that I would lean if I had to, to choose a side on the total, uh, simply because I think Akron's defense is putrid. And, and you know, Eastern Michigan could score 38, 42 points in, in this game. So uh, lean towards the over, but I don't think it's an investable option. option. Which is so interesting being at a key number. The, I think the most key number in college football, at 55, and it's like, well – yeah. It's there. It is. It <laughs> Just, is. It, it, if you like the over or the under, jump at 55 because yeah. you want the push protection either way. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm like you. I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Thankfully, there's two other Maction games on Tuesday for us to focus on that we really have something we like on yeah. 7.30 Eastern, Ohio and Miami, Ohio. It's a pick em. Total is 50. With regards to the side uh, there's not really a huge edge here. Sideline says it should be basically a pick one as well, but the model has been pretty biased towards Miami of Ohio and not high enough on Ohio. So I definitely think we should lean Ohio. The question is, do we think Ohio can go on the road and get the win? That's really a C or a B grade pick for me. I could kind of waffle either way, but Miami of Ohio has been fantastic for us for the under. So I think yeah. we're going under on this one. Uh, what do you have for us here? Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm going to say we give a B grade to the under 50 here. And I know that may surprise you not going with an A grade with Miami. It Ohio, does surprise Ohio me. Under. But Ohio has been an over team this year. They they like to, to play quicker. They like to score some points. 
but we do have a couple of analogs where the Northern Illinois game only got to 41 points. Um, when they played Western Michigan, that game only got to 47. Uh, Kent State did get to 55, but that was in overtime. So um, I, I like the the under 50 here. I think that's just the type of game that Miami, Ohio seemingly can drag every team into playing. But Ohio has just played enough high-scoring games here where it, it would give me pause in number like 50. Maybe if it were like 52 Maybe I could get to an A grade, but but at 50, I think it's just a B grade. Do you have enough confidence in Ohio being a superior team that can go on the road and win this game that you want to make Ohio on the money line here since it's become an investable game, or do you want to leave this as just a lean? I would probably just leave this as – I think what I would say is if I could get plus odds, then that mm-hmm. would be the point where, where I would be interested in it just because it's matching and it feels like anything could happen. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So right now it's minus 115. So we're going to say lean Ohio simply because, again, the model's been down on them and high on Miami of Ohio and hasn't really worked. And so mm-hmm. given that the model says pick them, I really think Ohio is probably the smart side to play. But at minus 115, it's not that exciting. So we'll go lean Ohio. That's a C-grade pick for now. If it gets the plus odds, though, check back with us later on in the week on Patreon. We may add that as a official pick it will go b grade under 50 for this one i am a little surprised that it's not an a grade just out of respect for what they've done for us um but it it also is a good point that you you make which is we talked about this sometimes there's just some extra variability involved in a certain matchup and that variability may make us want to hold back and just play it like a regular play and yep. not go that extra 50%. That's to me, the A grade is put an extra 50% on it. And that extra 50%, maybe not worth it here because of the variability, knowing that Ohio can score some points. Yep. All right, the other Tuesday matching game, Ball State at Toledo. Uh, I still love this Toledo team. The only question here, of course, is what's going on with the quarterback. I feel like he probably plays. They ha- were off last week and... Uh, the week before it was kind of a like, maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. So in general, I just have to assume that that means that he does play because it's, if he was even thinking about playing, whatever that was, however many days ago, he probably plays in this one. Toledo's an 11 and a half point favorite. Sideline says 17.5, assuming that Toledo is at full health on this one, which would be a heck of an edge on Toledo. Total is 51.5. Uh, Cousin Joe, what do you have for us here? I think your opinion on the total of this game completely comes down to, in my opinion, if if the Toledo quarterback can play, if he can, I think I may lean towards the over in this situation. Um, You know, Toledo has had some issues on offense at times this season, but especially the the game before their their bye week, I think you could – directly look at you know him not playing had a big effect on that ball state has kind of been they've had some low scoring games this season they've had a few where they've gotten fairly high scoring so to me i think this comes down whether to uh, whether or not toledo's quarterback plays if he does i'd lean over if if he doesn't i'd lean under so for me too much uncertainty on the total at this point yeah that makes a lot of sense um I, i think toledo is worth investing in though i think 11 and a half to me, it's a little bit of a gamble on the A play because we are banking on him uh, playing. Yeah. But again, I, I I think he will. Toledo's hopefully he will. Yeah. Asterisk though, because we don't really know if he will or not. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 that A slash B type situation. Of course, if he does play and it's announced, that I have to assume this line goes up. Yep. Yeah. Even if he doesn't, 
Toledo still got enough talent to win this game pretty handily, you think, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. I think I would give this an A grade, but I'm willing to hear you talk me off that to a B if that's something you want to push for. If sideline says A grade, let's roll with the A grade. All right, we'll roll with an A grade on Toledo, and we're going to pass on the total, uh, at least for now, on this one moving forward to wednesday night action northern illinois at western michigan total on this one is 52 uh also a pick em here sideline says it should be a pick em as well because jared what is your thoughts for us on this game let me tell you western michigan we talk about miami ohio and i think that is uh in the the unders in miami ohio games i think that is a a uh, directly related to miami ohio having a good defense well western michigan has been a very strong under team this season and that is directly related to their offense being very bad and, and northern illinois has i think maybe the the talent and you know the statistics for northern illinois aren't that much different than they were last year they've just had a lot worse luck this season and you know some of that seems to have come back and caught up with them and i think northern illinois is just not a very good team so i think you're going to see some ineptitude in this game i think that's going to manifest itself as some bad offensive play so i want to give an a grade to the under 52 at a very key number there uh i i like love the a grade here because i just don't see either of these teams being able to score many points at all i watched some of the western michigan i guess all of the western michigan game it was on uh last week and yeah. I still think I'm kind of recovering a little bit from that right now. Uh, you're yeah. right. I mean, that was just some bad offense there. I think Northern Illinois is the better team here. Sideline's got them 110th, whereas Western Michigan is ranked 120th. Sideline gives a little bit of an edge here to Northern Illinois. I think they can go win this game. It, it, do you think that's just me watching Western Michigan last week? <laughs> or or do you have similar feelings that Northern Illinois can go on the road and win this? I, I would agree with your assessment that I have almost no faith in, in um, Western Michigan at, at, at this point. We've seen uh, many instances of season, this season of them just being incapable of doing anything offensively. Yeah, I think we give a B grade to Northern Illinois at a pickle. Not about Northern Illinois, but more about Western Michigan I agree. at this point. All right, so we'll I go agree. B grade, North, Northern Illinois. It's a pick at minus 110 right now, and then we'll lock it in A grade on the under 52 also. Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, Buffalo at Central Michigan. Buffalo was a team we were riding high on, made us a lot of money, was really good to us. And then last week, whoo boy, that was yeah. a dreadful performance. And they even had a chance with some good luck to to hang in there in that one. But I think it was worse than the score indicated how bad they looked Right. in that game. Took quite a fall from grace in those rankings. Total sitting there at a key number of 55, of course. Uh, but sidelines says this should be basically about where it is, where Buffalo is slightly favored. I would pick Buffalo in this game if I had to and just say that last week was just an aberration. But we've seen Buffalo have some rough performances this year. It's been a while, and that's where I thought they were moving in the right direction. But last week really reminded me maybe of what we saw earlier in the season. So I still think Buffalo's decided to be on here. I just don't know how much I'm willing to lay with them on the road after last week's performance against the Central Michigan team. That's not great, but they're not that much worse than Buffalo. So it's got Buffalo 95th and Central Michigan 104th. Cousin Jerry, what do you think? 
I I was hesitant to jump on Central Michigan last week when we originally recorded. Fortunately, we were able to talk that out. We we jumped on Central Michigan. That worked out really well for us last week. Going back and looking at Central Michigan's schedule, they lost to Oklahoma State. Okay, that's fine. They lost to South Alabama. South Alabama seven and two. We we think South Alabama's a pretty pretty good football pretty team. Good they team. lost they lost to Penn State. They lost to Toledo. Who who you know. Toledo is six and three. They find a way to lose a couple of MAC games every season, but usually the most talented team in the MAC. Class of the conference, usually. Yeah, they 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 lost a one one point game to Ball State. They they beat Akron, of course. They lost to Bowling Green. That's kind of the one that that uh, kind of looks a little strange now. And then they yeah. just crushed Northern Illinois last week. Anyway, where I'm going with this is I'm wondering if Central Michigan is not quite as bad as their record may indicate just based on some of those losses to uh, more than a few good teams, especially in the early part of the season. Um, man, the, the total, I, I've got I've got nothing on this game. Uh, I, I think just eyeballing it, I would say over. But I think part of Central Michigan's uh, issues this season is that they've had some injuries. They weren't able to establish the running game like they uh, like to do last year. And when they get that running game going, man, the clock keeps moving. Um, so, so you know, I think that the under would be in play potentially as well if Central Michigan could control the clock. I don't know what to do with this total. I think this is a well set line. I think this is also the book saying, hey, we don't know what to do either. So we're just going to hang the most common number there possibly is. It's kind of like we talked about at the top with Eastern Michigan Akron, right? We're going to sit it right at the key number and be like, no, whatever, do what you're going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing here. It sounds like you would actually lean Central Michigan rather than Buffalo based off of I, what you're arguing there. I, I, I think I probably would. I'm fine with that, honestly. I, I would lean <laughs> Buffalo just because they were good to us for so long, but yeah. I have no real justification uh, for that. I think this is a situation, though, where I would need a, more than a point and a half for it to be investable, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. But with some of these action lines, they moved a lot last week, so maybe something to keep an eye on if there's some good movement there, then it becomes mm-hmm. investable. For now, we'll just say officially we lean Central Michigan. That's a C-grade pick, uh, but not one we love there. And maybe if you can get plus odds, the same sort of thing, the plus odds maybe yeah. makes a little more sense. Yeah, yeah. Last Wednesday night action game here, Kent State at Bowling Green. Kent State's a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total is 57. A sideline says this should be Kent State minus one, making Bowling Green plus two-and-a-half. A little bit of an edge, one that's kind of somewhere between the B and C grades. Total 57. What's your take on this one? My take on this one is that I feel like Kent State, we, we talked about it last week, has been an under team this season. But, man, I think Bol- in Bowling Green ha- has been uh, – Bowling Green has been tough to figure out on the totals. They either go way under whatever the total is or they go way over. They don't seem – they don't ever come near what the total should be. Um, so, you know, I know we're not we're not giving you a lot of, a lot of good edges here on, on the totals, it feels like. But this is one where I just have no idea what to do. Uh, Kent State has been an under team. Bowling Green has been all over the place. The thing is with Kent State, they've just got such a pedigree of good offensive play the past couple of years under Sean Lewis. And, you know, that we keep going back to the one game against Georgia where they seemingly yeah. did against Georgia, but even Tennessee could could not do against Georgia. One of the strangest scores, I think, of, of the season looking back yeah. on it. So I've got nothing on the total on this game. I If I had to pick a side, I think I'd lead toward take, taking the two and a half points with Bowling Green. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. It's just for right now, it's a lean on Bowling Green at plus two and a half. It is even money right now, which is also a good. 
the numbers potentially had, if it's even money numbers potentially heading towards three. So it's one where if we could get a field goal with Bowling Green, maybe that's a little bit of a different story, assuming yeah. the odds are good, but at two and a half, it's not really worth jumping on. And so to kind of recap our action, we have one, a grade and one B grade play on Tuesday. They're split between two different games on Wednesday. They're both in the Western Michigan, Northern Illinois game. So even though I feel like we're a little bit, more reserved this week on action, at least for now, we do have some good plays that we like uh, for your Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, and if, and if anybody wonders why Maction is so exciting, you've got six games, four of them with a spread of uh, two and a half points or less. Uh, these games are just crazy and unpredictable, and it's why we all love it so much. Yeah, and it's and it's a situation where sometimes you feel like you can find an edge, and we did that last week by taking the points in some situations where we just said we don't really know what's going to happen. This is too many points. Let's dabble in the money line, that sort of thing. Uh, so maybe that's always always an interesting take. But sometimes you look at it too, and you say the spreads are so close. I don't really have any value. I don't know what to do with it. And we love it because it's unpredictable, which also means maybe we shouldn't be jumping to bet on it, even though that is uh, the fun thing to do, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Thursday, there's one game we want to talk about here. 7.30 Eastern, Tulsa at Memphis. Total is 62. Got a pretty easy winner there fading Tulsa last week with Tulane, who's a team that I've just absolutely loved. Uh, I'm going to argue that we back Memphis here. Memphis feels kind of a, a little bit like SMU, which we talked about as a team that can beat the bad teams and a team that's going to struggle against the good teams. And I still stand by Tulsa as a bad team. They're ranked 89th according to the model, but Memphis is 59th. Silence says it should be Memphis by 11 at six and a half. It offers us a lot of value. That's A-grade worthy to me. Total of 62. What do you think? I would lean towards the over if I had to, but I just don't I don't love it. I, I think uh, Tulsa, I, I was convinced that that game against Tulane was going to go over. Tulsa had just given up points in droves to teams like SMU and, and Navy and uh, Northern Illinois and Wyoming. Who can forget Wyoming scoring 40 points on the first game of the season? And, and that – uh, Tulane, but game I've going, been telling Tulane's an under team, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, Tulane, Tulane is an under team, but I mean, we just know how I feel about Memphis. Whatever I do is going to be wrong, and, and so if if we are already uh, establishing an A grade on on the side with Memphis here, I would just say let's just forget about this total for now. I would lean toward the over, uh, but you know, I just don't have enough confidence in it to to invest in it. I, I would lean over as well. Uh, the other reason I would lean over is we've talked about Memphis being a team that tends to play lower scoring quarters and then all of a sudden just have big play after big play after big play in about a five minute stretch. And all of a sudden you get 21 points out of nowhere. And that absolutely seems to be what gets them over a lot of times. Uh, I'm like you though. I don't really think I I'm dying to make that an official pick simply because Tulsa's so bad if this game finished like 45 to 10, I'd be like, yeah, sure. You know, or, or maybe yeah. it wasn't quite that bad, but it was something similar, like a 35 yeah. to 17. I would just be yeah. like, sure. Memphis can give up points. They can score a lot of points. Big plays happen. You never know exactly how they're going to happen, but I just think they're a whole lot better than, than Tulsa is. So we'll go a grade play on Memphis at minus six and a half. And we're going to pass on the total uh, partially because, Passing on Memphis totals is at least not losing money. And we play Memphis totals, weird things <laughs> tend to happen. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of Friday games to talk on in this episode. East Carolina at Cincinnati. I mean, we nailed that Cincinnati uh, Navy game to a we T. Did. We did. It would hang close. Cincinnati wasn't going to dominate. We've seen the script 
over and over and over again. Low scoring game. I mean, just didn't even have to really watch that. We just keep an eye on the game track and be like, yep, this is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Now Cincinnati playing a team that actually is good. And so we're expecting a little bit more of an effort from them. They are five and a half point home favorites against East Carolina. Coming into the season, Cousin Jared, how shocked would you be if, if I told you at this point here we'd have Cincinnati only a five-and-a-half-point favorite against East Carolina? Wouldn't you have said this should be closer to 10 at the start of the season? Yeah, definitely would have said it would have been closer to 10. I think Cincinnati has definitely underachieved, and I think that's a lot based on their, their offense. Their their offense, obviously, you could have assumed it would lose in uh, Ritter at quarterback, but I think it's just been a, a little bit larger step down than probably we anticipated. Yeah. Total of this one's 53 and a half. Sideline says this should be Cincinnati minus 8.4. As much as Cincinnati has underperformed, as we talked about, they're still ranked 28th according to the model. East Carolina, a good team, and I would argue is overperformed, but again, only ranked 52nd. So I think that we're on the right side here, laying the five and a half with Cincinnati. I think that's investable, but I don't love it. I think it's a good play, though. So for me, that's a B-grade pick. And then, Cousin Jared, uh, I, I think you want to expand a little bit more on, as you mentioned, the lack of offense from Cincinnati, keeping them in lower scoring games. Yeah, I want to give an A-grade to the under 53 and a half. It's kind of in between a couple of key numbers there, but I don't see this going to 55, so I don't think there's any point in waiting. Uh, when you look at Cincinnati's schedule, they have had – Maybe uh, very few games this season that have uh, gone over this this 53 and a half number. Uh, the SMU game was one that that went over 53 and a half. But South Florida, who just looked atrocious, just fired their head coach for giving up about a bajillion points to Temple, um, which seems impossible to do. Even their uh, Cincinnati's game against South Florida did not get past this number. Tulsa, who we just talked about, bad team, not the great greatest defensive team there is in the world. That game only got the 52. I mean, they have just had some real stinkers, especially once conference play has started. Cincinnati's offense has just not been very, uh, very good. So I think points are going to be hard to come by in this one. And again, with this total being between a couple of key numbers, I don't see it going to 55. So I just say we give the A grade to the 50, under 53 and a half. All right, we'll go A grade under 53 and a half. Uh, and the benefits of locking in real time is already showing itself. This number's gone to six while we're recording this. I still think it's a B grade play at six. I don't think there's a spot, the reasonable spot this becomes an A grade for me. There is a number, but it's a number that if you tried to walk into a sports book, sports book and ask for it, they'd laugh at you, right? So yeah. uh, we'll make Cincinnati, in this case, minus six, a B grade. Uh, given that Southern says 8.4, I think anything under seven is still worthy of a B grade. And then we'll go that again with that A grade under. So two picks on that one Friday night that we like. And then another one Friday night, maybe not the most interesting game, but don't lie. You're probably going to watch it because there's nothing else happening. Um, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Colorado at USC total of 64 i feel like i've watched a lot of the pac-12 this year partially the conference being better is more exciting to watch um usc is one of the more confusing teams because (laughs) they seemingly all season have played with their opponents and washington state wanted to play slow they played slower Oregon State wanted to play slow. They played slower. They got no more defensive-minded games. And obviously, USC's defense, not the calling card, right? But they still played more defensive-like games. And then USC plays a stronger offensive team, and they've been higher scoring. But then they played this last weekend in a game that is probably still having points scored in it, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And that one just the, – the, the, the defense just didn't show up at all. At all. 
Colorado, however, I don't think is going to be able – as bad as USC's defense is, I don't think Colorado is going to be able to score that much just because I don't have faith in them scoring off of any real team. Mm-hmm. Southern ranks them 124th. That puts them in the bottom 10. USC, I have ranked 16th. Southern says this should be a spread of 36.1. And believe it or not, there's a good edge on this one. Enough for an A grade, I don't know if I want to give it an A grade personally, simply because at this high number, there's a lot of variability. But the likelihood of this game landing 34, 35, or 36 actually is pretty high. I've talked a lot about conditional probability. And the idea being, we know that it's not likely that Colorado wins. We know it's not likely that USC wins by 10 or less. And so all those probabilities have to go somewhere. And they're going to clump a little bit around these some of these quasi-key numbers where it's, it's more likely than 35, 34, 35, 36. And that's where, again, sideline says it should be in that ballpark. So USC minus 34 is a pretty strong pick. If we say that's so high that it only gets a B grade because of the number, I'm down with that. Uh, total 64, Chris and Jared, what's your take on this one? So I say, sure, let's give it a B grade at landing 34 with Southern Cal. Uh, a couple, uh, I guess my, my main thing that I think of here is like, I, obviously going to USC is not necessarily a huge, huge home field advantage for USC. But what I think there is for Colorado is a penalty playing away uh, from, from Folsom Field there, just, you know, with the altitude gives them a little bit more of a home field advantage. So um, I, I think that Colorado is just going to be played maybe even worse than what their ranking is on the road as opposed to at home. Um, so for that reason, I would say we can lay the 34 points. I think that ties into the point I would make about the total in this game uh you know last week we went over 61 in, in the oregon and colorado game the thing is, is that colorado gets so far down in these games that the the other team kind of loses the incentive to score right they get to the point where they're just trying to run the clock and run it out and they don't really care if they score any points in, in the fourth quarter and i think that can definitely be the situation here so if i i would lean towards the over 64 i think usc is going to name their score in this game but i just don't think it's something i would want to put any actual money on uh because you know they could be up by 52 points and then who cares, right? Just let it cruise for 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah, I would agree. I would lean over if I had to. I don't think it's really worth playing, especially at that number, maybe at 61 or something like that. It's a little more interesting. But I think coming into this week, before this last week, I would have said under because Colorado can't score or whatever, but that USC defense has me concerned that yeah. Colorado will score obviously something, um, but you're absolutely right. Southern Cal will name their score here. If they want to score yeah. 50, they'll score 50. If they want to score 40, they'll score 40. If they want to score 70, yeah. they'll score 70. It's, it's not going to be a challenge when to put up points, but again, we'll go B grade pick at USC minus 34. On to the Saturday games, Virginia Tech, Duke, and boy, uh, well, you know, hey, we were right on a lot of things. We're wrong on a lot of things. We missed mm-hmm. the Duke total for sure. Yeah. I think part of that wasn't about Duke, and part of that was about Boston College. And I I saw the total in this one at 50 and a half, and I'm thinking, Virginia Tech, I don't trust at all to play in a high-scoring game. But I think if Duke can drag Boston College into a higher-scoring game like that, that flew over the total and it wasn't even yeah. close yeah surely they could do it to virginia tech too we really thought that duke would be a little bit more of a defensive minded team but that offense has looked pretty impressive yep they're nine and a half point favorite silence says it should be 11.2 not a huge edge but just like last week i mean i think duke's the better team at home i, I think that they can win and cover they couldn't quite get the cover last week because of a last second field goal uh, but I think they can cover nine and a half against a 
pretty rough Virginia Tech team. Southern ranks Duke 61st. Virginia Tech 92nd. Again, says it should be 11-point spread. So I think we lay the 9.5 with Duke. Not my most favorite play, but I think one worth making. And then because of Jared, I think uh, you're going to tell us exactly why we should continue to ride this over train with the Dukies. Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I want to give a B grade right. over 50 and a half in a Virginia Tech game. My, my goodness. And this basically just has to do with how Duke has has looked the, the past few weeks while seemingly, you know, uh, going over in, in the game uh, last week uh, against Boston College, going over in the game before that against Miami, that game did have some turnover, some weird stuff happened, but it, that game what had like uh, 66 points in it, I think. So even take out some of that crazy luck, that, that was still going over. Still goes over. It still goes over. Um, so I, I say give a B grade to the over 50 and a half. Uh, I just think that the thing about Duke is, is they're, they're – not quite good enough to where the example I gave with USC where they could kind of throttle it back and just, you know, let the clock run and everything. Duke's just not quite good enough to do that. Yeah. They can kind of let the other team hang around. Well, I thought I thought they were going to do that all game against Boston College, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, and so I think that you could see a similar thing here where neither team is really going to lose the incentive to score. I think this can you know, stay like a, a two-score game most most of the time, and so I think both teams are still going to be trying to score. Uh, so I, I say B grade over 50 and a half, and I can't believe I'm saying that in the Virginia Tech game. I agree. I agree. We'll go double B grades on this one. We'll lay the nine and a half with Duke and go over 50 and a half B grade on each. Noon Eastern, Notre Dame at Navy. Notre Dame is a 17-point favorite. As, as impressive as Navy hanging in there and covering against Cincinnati was, Notre Dame, one of the more impressive performances of the weekend, not to take away from not to take away from uh, Rutgers' first half, you know, not to take away from Northwestern's first half, or of course not to take away from Georgia. Uh, and that's shellacking that, that was that game, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple others. But uh, Notre Dame, what oh, a performance. LSU. LSU. LSU, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you do wonder how much is it about Notre Dame and how much is it about Clemson. We are starting to see signs that Clemson's offense is reverting back to the beginning of last year. Yep. That's a whole other discussion. For now, we'll just say props to Notre Dame. Now they're 17-point favorites against Navy. Sideline has a pretty big edge here and says we should be all over Notre Dame. Neutral site game, and I am taking out all the home field advantage here because Navy will have to travel. It's not their home field, and there will be a lot of fighting Irish fans in the stands there. It says it should be Notre Dame minus 21 and a half. It's only 17. I think we should lay the 17 with Notre Dame. It's hard to justify this as an A-grade pick though because of exactly what we always talk about with navy the way that they can grind the game down and make it harder to win by a lot but and i can't believe i'm gonna say this but it feels like notre dame might be just a better team than cincinnati and more able to i cannot believe i'm gonna say this This is gonna be this is the weirdest show ever how many things are we saying that we can't believe we're gonna say might be able to actually get out ahead and stay ahead and more dominate a game against Navy than cincinnati can yep to me, Notre Dame minus 17 makes a lot of sense. It's a huge edge. Sideline loves it, but again, it's just so many points. There's too much variability. It's one where I think a B-grade play is the way to go. Total is 42. Because, Jared, what do you have for us? Even for me, this total is too low in Notre Dame and Navy. And I think that is mostly, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times this season, but Navy is just very bad. They could have uh, – Notre Dame defense is good. I think you can see a couple of quick three and outs. Like if if Notre Dame has, you know, 10 or 11 drives in this game, like I, I think they're going to score on a decent number of them. And so this number is just the total for even for me, I think is a little too low. 
Yeah, which is crazy because I just when I saw these two teams were playing, yeah. I was assuming we would go under. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I say it's a little too low. I'm not. There's obviously there's no way I'm playing the over in in this right. game, but it's just like I, Navy's bad. Notre Dame could score 38 points in this game, and does Navy score any at all? If they do, I you know you've lost it. So I you know I, I just don't think it's a, a good investment. Which is where, again, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Notre Dame is in a much better position to cover a bigger number like this against yes, Cincinnati yes, was. Yes. Because you see what Notre Dame did against a good defense last week in Clemson. Of course, one of those was the pick six. But Navy's defense is nowhere near Clemson's. And it's like if, if Notre Dame is going to actually put up some points against that type of defense, they should score a lot of points on Navy. And that makes the total at this number pretty dicey, but we will go be great pick on the fighting Irish minus 17 in their neutral site game against Navy. Also in Eastern Oklahoma and West Virginia, Oklahoma is a seven and a half point road favor here. Total is 66. Uh, Cause Jared, I texted you pretty early in that Baylor game. This last week, kicking myself for not pushing harder on Baylor, not pushing my, not standing by what I had been saying, which is this Oklahoma team is still getting too much respect for the name on the front of the jersey. They are not that good. They are specifically not that good defensively. Seven and a half point road favorites at West Virginia, a place that's notoriously tough to play. TCU goes into West Virginia, barely, you know, covers or barely wins doesn't cover. They only, they won by less than this. TCU's a heck of a lot better team this year than Oklahoma is. Mm-hmm. Baylor goes into West Virginia, loses. West Virginia has some of the most extreme home road splits. We always talk about it's a tough place to play. It's a, yeah. also a tough place to get out of, apparently. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, buses through mountains and airplanes and all that other sort of stuff. They just do not travel well. Uh, we have to be on West Virginia plus seven and a half. We have to be on the over 66 because – as much as we talk about um, Oklahoma's bad defense, their offense is equally as good. Yeah. The Baylor game at West Virginia went over. Um, I think Oklahoma has a better offense than Baylor, and I think they have a worse defense than Baylor. I think this game has a lot of points. The only question is what grades are we giving to these two sides? Yeah, so – that was that was almost the exact same question I had for you because we, we didn't talk about specifically like we didn't really talk about sides like what sides that I I liked uh, this week West Virginia getting seven points and a hook at home against a team with no defense was something that definitely appealed to me so this was one of my favorite sides of the week is that enough for you to make it an A grade even though the sideline may not necessarily say that it's an A grade. No, actually, sideline does get to the A grade territory because of the the value of being around seven. Seven's where the math gets a little bit weirder for the probabilities, but yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. an A grade for me as well. Getting seven okay. and a half with West Virginia, I would take the seven with West Virginia and be very happy if that's what you're looking at. But seven and a half or higher is A grade for me as well. Okay, so and then of course I like the over sixty six. Right, any Oklahoma game, you know, you, you're going to like it. That that Baylor Oklahoma game you knew within the first 10 minutes of the game that your over was going to be a, a winning ticket in, in that one, you know, and, and over in the upper sixties, I always have a hard time with, but if I try to take my emotion out of it, this feels like an A grade over, correct? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Okay. A grade over 66 then. A grade over 66, a grade on West Virginia plus seven and a half. It should be a lot of points. I think West Virginia got a shot to win this game. I think they have a shot to hang in there. 
it feels a lot like the TCU game with West Virginia, the Baylor game with West Virginia. We see it every year. Going there is tough. Probably a last team to have the ball wins, or maybe a last team that has the ball in West Virginia gets a backdoor cover, but there should be a lot yeah. of scoring. Yeah. Also at noon, Eastern Missouri is a 21-point underdog against Tennessee. Total on this one is 57. This is one where if you like Tennessee – the number might go down, but it, it's more likely to go up than down. Bigger favorites tend to get bet up. Weather issues aside, we're too far out to know if there's any weather issues in Knoxville. Less likely because it's not quite in the Midwest, which is where we saw a lot of the big weather issues last week. Sideline says this should be 21, and it actually is a little bit of an advantage to backing Tennessee because of, again, how the way the math works around those probabilities – but I just think Tennessee is going to come out and play a much better game this week. I think they're going to be really excited about the fact that Missouri is not Georgia. I think they can bounce <laughs> most back. Te- most teams are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think we should lay the 21 with Tennessee. The only question is B or C grade. Total is 57 because, Jared, what is your take on this one? Uh, so I, I, I can get behind getting a B grade on laying the 21 points with Tennessee, just because mostly I have no faith in Missouri's offense. And so even if, you know, any questions that you may have about Tennessee's defense, Missouri is not the team to capitalize on that. And I think that you're going to see an angry Tennessee team after last week, you you could argue is it going to be a loss that just breaks their season, but I, I don't think it is, especially coming back at home against a bad team like Missouri. Um, so I, I'm good with giving a B grade to land, especially to especially knowing there's a there still is a path to the playoff for them. I mean, oh yeah, you're going to yes. hear you're going to hear a lot of hand wringing and a lot of narratives and talk of all these different things. But I mean, the bottom line is they went out, they got a good shot. It's not guaranteed, but it's a good shot at the playoffs. So. It feels like it can't be a loss that derails their season. Now, if they lose another one, mm-hmm. maybe that's on the table, right? Because it, it could, it would, you know, almost assuredly yeah. wipe out their playoff hopes. But at yeah. this point, knowing that that's still on the table, feels like they come out angry. And like you said, Missouri just doesn't have the horses to hang to hang in there. Like Tennessee's going to score a lot, and Missouri going to be difficult for them to keep pace with a Tennessee offense that I think wants to wants to really put last week's uh, game behind them, get that taste out of their mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And as far as the total goes here, I, I didn't have this one listed, but I want to go B grade over 57 because I was I thinking think, this seemed a little bit low. It feels like Missouri's yeah. going to get some points, but Tennessee's going to get a lot. Yeah, I think if you aren't interested in the over in this game, you're that's a big assumption that this is going to be a letdown spot for, for Tennessee, I think. But the thing is, is like they could come out, Tennessee just runs the type of offense where they could come out completely cold for a quarter and they could still easily go over a, a total of 57. Um, yeah. So I think I want to give a B grade to the, to the over 57 here, especially being south of a number like 58. Um, I, I think that's just too much value getting a Tennessee total in the fifties. I mean, how many times have we seen this, uh, this season? It can't be very many. Um, so let's, let's give a B grade to the over 57. I'm done with that. We'll go double B grades over 57 and Tennessee minus 21 to another SEC game. Vanderbilt and Kentucky also at noon Eastern Kentucky's a 17 and a half point home favorite against the Vanderbilt team. That is obviously still bringing up the rear of the SEC total is 50 in this one. Vanderbilt did 
let us down, scoring a few more points than we expected against South Carolina, but coming nowhere yeah. near the cover. I don't expect him to come anywhere near this cover either. Shyline says this should be 20 and a half. It is a giant edge. To me, it's A or B grade uh, type pick because I'll let you um, – make the final call here. But as we talked about last week with Utah, it's a fairly similar situation where it was 17 and a half. The number didn't come into play at all, but there was a time in the game when Utah was up 18. And I remember myself vividly saying on show, people think about 17 as a key number, but 18's not that far behind. So we are on the wrong side of 17, but we are on the right side of 18. I'm not sure it matters. I think Kentucky destroys Vanderbilt. I'm not sure Vanderbilt scores. I think that they're going to have a much tougher time against Kentucky's defense than they did South Carolina. This total's 50. What is your take on this one? I vote that we only give this a B grade. The the hook on the 17 kind of bothers me. I would feel more comfortable if this was like 16 and a half, um, just because – I have a lot more faith in Kentucky's defense than I did South Carolina's defense last week, but I can't believe I'm saying this. Kentucky's offense is just seemingly as, as I don't want to say bad. Their offense isn't just completely terrible, but as overrated, I think as some of off, uh, Kentucky's offensive skill players have been, they they've even played worse than, than I think yeah. what I would have envisioned them doing. So um, for that reason, I give it a B grade, you know, Kentucky likes to play with their food in some of these games. And let me ask, there are some 17s around the market. This is also even money at 17 and a half. Is it a situation where you like the even money and let's just lock in the B grade and move on with our lives? Or is it one where we want to get Kentucky, we're letting everyone know that, but we might wait and make the official pick depending on how the number moves? How do you feel about the even money part of this? Uh, I would say let's wait then because okay. i think i like 17 uh, quite a bit better than i do 17 and a half not enough to give it an a grade but but especially for for a b grade i like it a little more at 17 um but okay. a grade under so we'll say we'll say so no i yeah go, go ahead we're gonna say uh b grade we're, a c grade right now we will make it a b grade depending at some point depending on what the number does yes absolutely absolutely okay um but with that being said a grade under 50 because kentucky and vanderbilt we don't really need to talk about it that much <laughs> yeah, I mean, how are these two teams going to get anywhere near this number? Is yeah, I guess yeah. the the main we talk about you know things to think on. Think on this game. How does either team score enough? There was again yeah. the Vanderbilt South Carolina thing, but like we talked about, like Kentucky's defense is better, and their yeah. offense isn't better than South Carolina's. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. so at least we have that going for us. So this I, this game has thirty one to ten written all over it. Yeah. So we'll say we are officially on Kentucky. We're going to hang around, wait on the number, wait on the B grade to see if we can get 17. If not, we'll lay 17 and a half. Either one's fine. Uh, but we are going to go ahead and lock in the A grade under 50, literally as I speak. Um, moving on to <laughs> noon Eastern, SMU and South Florida. Uh, SMU probably still scoring points in that yes. one. Yes. My goodness. Um, Houston gets the onside kick late driving, and I think we're all rooting for them to score and get another onside and just see what could happen in that crazy game. Yeah. Total in this one up to 75. Uh, I, I, South Florida, you know, is no Houston, but based off of last week, I think the general impression is that SMU is just going to drag everybody in these types of games. Maybe true, maybe not true. Um, but goodness, what a high total there in this one. Uh, Sideline says this should be SMU minus 15.1. South Florida, 
I think maybe makes some sense to back here. This is one where I feel like people are going to call me crazy, but just firing their coach. We often talk about the bounce back spot from that partially a little bit of a little bit of relief, a little bit of, Oh, now we've got something different going. Maybe a little bit of kind of placebo effect. Who really knows, yep. but we yep. kind of see time and time again, these teams that fire their coach look a little bit better this next week. I don't think South Florida is going to win this game. But SMU coming off of that crazy game against Houston on the road now, not really sure they have the incentive to go out and win by 40 or something, which they maybe could do if they really wanted to. But I'm not sure they do. I think South Florida plays inspired for a new coach. I think taking South Florida plus 17 makes some sense, but in no way, shape, or form would that be a B, an A grade pick for me. Uh, yeah. Jared, what do you uh, what do you think about this one? So total at 75. I'm not playing the under. <laughs> that 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 is all all I have to say about about this game. Sure, if we want to do a, a B grade at South Florida plus seventeen, I can I can get behind that. We've seen from SMU's defense this season that they could allow a team to I don't want to say stay in the game, but score enough points to keep the score respectable. And so, sure, if we want to take seventeen against a defense like SMU, I can, I can get behind that for a B grade. All right, we'll make that officially a B-grade pick. Also at minus 105 right now, which is nice. Also in Eastern, Purdue and Illinois. Illinois uh, up against the buzzsaw of Michigan State. <laughs> Those aren't accurate words, um, but definitely a frustrating performance for them. Game stayed under for us, and there was someone out there, and I don't know if it was on the Discord or in the comment section, that talked about the total of this game dropping and said, oh, do you think it's a B grade? And I remember specifically saying, I still think it's an A grade down to 38 and a half. And this somehow lands 38 in a weird score. Uh, but yeah. that was a lot of fun getting that under and not having an official investment in the side was good on that one too. Uh, didn't see that coming. I don't think many people saw Illinois losing. Yep. Now Purdue comes to town and is it just me or is Purdue going to face the exact same game that they faced last week against Iowa? And how did that go for Purdue? Yeah. Yep. I completely agree with your assessment of this one. <laughs> I mean, I think it's that simple. It, it feels just like a repeat. I feel like we should be laying the six with Illinois and taking the under. Uh, to me, it's only a question about what the grades are. So give us your perspective. I agree. I want to lay the six points with Illinois here, and I also want to be on the under 56 and a half. Uh, I assume based on 46. what we said about – Yeah, 46 and a half. I can only, I, we can only pray for 56 and a half. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, 46 and a half. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, so I assume based on what you told me about the math with uh, Oklahoma and West Virginia, I assume that Illinois laying six points would qualify as an A grade according to side. No, uh, the math is more in favor of teams getting points around seven mm. and length. Okay. Okay. Um, man, I think I would probably make it a B grade then yeah, I'm, I'm good just because that. like Illinois has just shown us time and time again, that they have no interest in scoring in the second half, especially if they are, are already up. So you could see, I think Purdue having, having a backdoor cover in this game. So let's uh, lay the six points with Illinois, make that a B grade. And then on the 46 and a half. So I definitely want to be on the under here. Um, is this a situation where we want to give a B grade at the 46 and a half and then see what it does? If it goes up, you know, we'll, we'll make another investment at that, the final unit there, or do we want to call this a C right now? Or do we just want to give an A grade at 46 and a half? I think A grade at 46 and a half. Okay. We're really far out with weather. I don't know what will happen, but it's yep. November in the Midwest. Odds are it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, and yeah. I think some of that's baked into this total. If this game was being played in 
for sure, nice conditions. My hunch is the total is 48 and a half. That'd be an A grade under. So if we're going to bake in right. a little bit of dropping because of the weather, then I still think we go with that. It's kind of like they go, we go. Um, I think it's an A grade under at 46 and a half just because I, I think this feels like a game that's like 20 to 10 late. And Illinois yeah. is just trying to take the air out of the ball. And maybe Purdue gets the back door. Maybe they don't, but I don't see it getting to 46 and a half. So I like the under more than I like laying the six with Illinois. I still think you should right. lay the six with Illinois, but I love this under. So we'll go B grade, Illinois minus six, and A grade on the under 46 and a half. Sounds good to me. Noon Eastern LSU traveling to Arkansas. And if this isn't a letdown spot for both teams, I don't know what is. Uh, yeah. I was called crazy by a lot of people for backing Liberty against Arkansas. And I made the comment, Arkansas is looking ahead to this game. Shouldn't have been. Uh, that's the type of game Liberty wants to play. This game's not a home. I can't imagine the crowd being that into this. It feels like a depressing spot here. Noon kickoff. The big yeah. home foot advantage you were hoping for, probably not good. LSU having to worry about a little bit of what on spot after seemingly a historic win for that program given their struggles mm -hmm. against Alabama but with both teams in a letdown situation I kind of give an edge to the one who has a little bit more to play for and that's yep. LSU who might make the playoff at this point like they it's not control, they kind of like if they went out like that could be a thing that happens if, if they, they oh yeah if if they went out and beat Georgia in the SEC championship game yeah. in the playoff which is crazy to think of after that first game of the season. And after coming into the season, uh, us and others wondering where LSU would be this year, feeling like they would be last or second to last in the division, now in the driver's seat for that division. So as much as this is a letdown game for LSU, I, I have to give them the edge in the, they know they still need to go out and win this game. How, how, how does that resonate with you? I... Agree with what you're saying. I would say my thing with Arkansas is, and the reason that that I am all about laying the two and a half points with LSU is, I think when you've seen Arkansas have success this season, it's been against teams that have some clear deficiencies. And I'm thinking specifically about the Arkansas and BYU game and yeah. how Arkansas was just able to do whatever they wanted to against BYU. Uh, but BYU's defense is absolutely terrible. And then you have a team like Liberty come in and just give Arkansas everything they can absolutely handle and guys i mean Pretty liberty is defense. a yeah liberty is is a solid team but they are nowhere near lsu I mean, I think LSU could come out and play a pretty dead 10 or 15 minutes, and I don't think this game would get too far out out of hand where they could still come back and cover uh, this number. We, One of the things that I think we maybe lost sight of after LSU lost to Florida State is that Brian Kelly at Notre Dame literally made his living in winning every single game he was supposed to win. And you know what? I think that he may be doing the same thing at LSU. And in my mind, this is a game they're supposed to win. And so I feel really good about laying the two and a half points with LSU. If Brian Kelly can figure out how to also continue to win the games like last week that he's not supposed to win, 
Yeah. I think LSU fans are be pretty happy. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and uh, you know, we could talk about this later when we talk about Oregon too, but Jaden Daniels coming from Arizona state to LSU. I am shocked at what he has been able to do this yeah. year. He has looked fantastic. Bo Nix going from Auburn to, to Oregon has absolutely looked fantastic. Yeah. And you really have Catching to touchdown passes too. <laughs> yeah. And, and you really have to ask yourself, what were these previous coaching staffs doing where these guys had a chain of scenery and all of a sudden they look like Heisman candidates. And before it was like, they were just completely, you know, overrated. And, and so it's I've just been biz- very impressed with those two players. It's, it's the bizarro version of Virginia with Armstrong. <laughs> yes. It's the exact opposite. And that is very sad. We need to stop talking about Virginia. Yeah, it's true. A uh, total of 61 in this one. Uh, where, where would you lean on a total? If you, uh, so I logically, I would lean towards the over, but you mentioned a letdown spot for, for yeah. both teams here. You know, it, it, to me, it just seems a little too high to say over yeah. b- based on the spot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll go A grade pick on LSU minus two and a half at Arkansas. I think we both love that, especially under three. I, I think even at three is probably an A grade. It's just at two and a half, it's like an A grade where you like try to hit the submit button as fast as you can. For, for yeah, yeah. Um, 1 p.m. Eastern, UL Monroe at Georgia State. Uh, okay, like fine. We'll, I'll come around and we'll back Georgia State. Yeah. <laughs> Sideline says 16.6 for this one. UL Monroe is terrible. Georgia State's overperformed the model expectations all season. So I'm very happy to lay the 14 with them here. Uh, total is 60. What is your impression of this game? Don't have anything to say really about this one. If Sideline says it's a B grade, let's give a B grade to, to lay in the 14 points with, with Georgia State. Um, the total, you know, sure. I guess that seems right. I have no idea. It, it's tough sometimes with the really bad teams like you and Monroe, where you're like, yeah. nah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're they're so bad that if they yeah. don't score, yeah, and if they give up a lot of points, you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of just depends on what the other team wants to do. But yeah. we both think that Georgia State can handle their business here. They've been pretty impressive all season. I expect that to continue against a bad team in UL Monroe. So it'd be a great pick at Georgia State minus 14. Also on PM Eastern, James Madison at Old Dominion. James Madison letting us down against Louisville, hanging in there yeah. early, and then things just kind of falling apart. Didn't necessarily think James Madison would win. Thought there was a, they had a puncher's chance. And early on, that looked accurate. And then Louisville really handling themselves very well. Old Dominion now at home and being seven and a half point underdog. Something says it's going to be 6.7 gives a pretty good edge to Dominion. Old Dominion, it's very on the border of A or B. Total of 48 and a half right on a key number there. Because, uh, mm-hmm. Jared, I feel like you would lean under. Is it enough to get you to a B grade knowing that we're on the north side of such a key number? Man, that is a fantastic question. I don't Thank you. know. That's why, do. I, that's why I asked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to do with this total, to be completely honest with you. Old Dominion, we have seen, is willing to play either type of, of game that you want to play this season. Uh, maybe a little bit lean to, towards a game for the under. James Madison has definitely played plenty of games that have gone under as well. But you look at uh, you know who those teams were against, like – Marshall and then Texas state who was just, you know, in that, in that game incapable of putting up points, middle Tennessee state who was, can put up points with a lot of teams, got nothing against James Madison. That game ended up going under. Um, so I just don't really have any, any faith and number like 48 and a half. I think this would have to be something like 52 before I would feel confident enough, or maybe, maybe 51, but definitely 52 where I would feel confident enough to say under. Okay. So we will pass on the total and just go be great pick on old dominion. 
plus seven and a half. Get on the right side of uh, the key number with the hook there is, is one to yep. lock in. As many of these B grades we talked about, a lot of them are just B grades, and there's not really A grade numbers that we think will reasonably hit. If they do, it's probably because of injuries or something like that, which would scare you off anyway. Uh, just right. very happy with a routine bet on them. Don't need to get too invested, but worth your money, uh, in my opinion, Old Dominion plus seven and a half. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, Rice at Western Kentucky. Uh, I tried to talk you into the Western Kentucky under last week, and it didn't happen. But yet another situation where it's evidence of Western Kentucky being an under team. Although I'm a little bit nervous about that with Rice. Yeah. Because yeah. Rice has been kind of an over team. But I mean, how many times? They, they have been an over team. <laughs> they have been an over team. But how many yeah. times have we seen Western Kentucky play over teams, North Texas, UTSA, and yeah. still drag it under? Western Kentucky seems like a team that is just very content saying, hey, we know what you want to do. And we're going to make sure you aren't successful in doing that. And so that makes me yeah. still lean under Western Kentucky. I tried to talk you into it last week. Can I talk you into it this week? Well, I, and I think maybe the best example that you could give on that is that Troy in Western Kentucky played earlier this season. And that game got to 61. And anybody playing a game to 61 with Troy seems nigh impossible. So, um, Sure. You can talk me into the under 63 and a half. We can give that a, a B grade here. I, I think we've seen enough uh, from Western Kentucky to say that. I also like laying, laying the points with um, Western Kentucky in this spot. I, I think that this line is just too low. Rice has had, by their standards, a, a good season already a very at five. Good season. I, they are already at five wins, but I am very concerned that they are going to end at five wins because they've got this game against Western Kentucky. They follow that up with UTSA and then North Texas. And so three, I, think, that's, I think I mentioned this in the discord when they were playing UTEP that like they need, they get, they need this one and then one more. And it's like, I don't know where it's coming from though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, I think Western Kentucky is just in a, a, a different stratosphere of, of team and especially at home. Um, I, I'm good with lay, laying the points as well. I think uh, I would probably give this an A grade at, at a number that's less than 13. So at 12 and a half, it actually, according to the model, you be great. It's dropped to 12 though. And so mm. the real time drop to 12, I'm willing to give that an A grade. That gives it an extra okay. percent or two boost. Uh, okay. 12 isn't the most likely outcome, but honestly, with how both of these teams have played, uh, weird numbers wouldn't surprise me in this one. So right, right. Uh, we can go A grade on Western Kentucky, minus 12, and then a B grade on the under 63 and a half. And just say, hey, Western Kentucky um, wants to mess with you and do yep. what you don't want to do. That's the way they played all season. And they did that with Troy going yep. higher. And with all these high-scoring teams, they go lower. Yep. Rice wants to play fast, so if they want to play slow, I think the under makes a lot of sense. It's only a B grade, though, because Rice in an under just is a scary proposition in general. Yes, so not, definitely. Not, not worth an A grade. Uh, speaking of teams um, doing different things, Temple and Houston. Temple can't score. Houston can't stop anybody. Um, yeah. What a clash of styles this one will be. Total is 59 and a half in this one. And if anything's going to solve Houston's defensive woes, it's going to be the offense of Temple. But if anything's going to put a halt to Houston scoring a lot of points, it's going from such a bad defense in SMU to one in Temple, which is not at least terrible. Uh, Sideline no. says this one should be only 18 and not 19 and a half. Small edge on Temple getting all of these points. 
you do still have to wonder about the mental state of Houston. They are obviously pushing for one more win to get to bowl eligibility, but given the hype coming into the season, given last year, a team fighting for a bowl berth from a non-Power 5 conference, this seems like that message may fall short on those ears. I don't know if it will or not. I'm not in the locker room. I don't really know, but you just do have to wonder after continuing to have disappointing outcomes where Houston's mindset is. Obviously, Temple's very bad, ranked 116th, but we have seen time and time again this Temple team, while very bad, on occasion can take a team that's much better than them, ugly up the game, and lose by something like 14. That's kind of what I would expect here. Um, Cousin Jared, what is your opinion of this one? Man, my opinion of this one is, man, do I want to give, do I want to give this an A grade? on the 59 and a half. Um, so I guess let, let me set it up for you. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to what we saw last week when Temple put up, oh my God, 54 points against South Florida. How that happened. Uh, again, South Florida has since fired their fired That their was coach. super, super weird. That, that was very weird. And then, <laughs> Makes of no course, sense. and then of course, Houston and SMU uh, doing whatever they did on Saturday night. That was insane. Um, Houston has played a lot played of basketball, basketball, more or less. <laughs> yeah. They, Houston, yes, I, I believe the stat that I saw is that uh, the score in the Houston SMU football game was higher than three of the four games that like Cincinnati and Houston ha- have played each other the past S- few years. SMU, or something. Houston, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, SMU and Houston have played the, the past few years So uh, in basketball. So, yeah, so, uh, something crazy like that. Houston's played a lot of over teams. Um, SMU, South Florida, Memphis, Rice, Kansas, Texas Tech, UTSA. Um Temple it's funny is, when you say that list, some of those coming into the season are been like, that's a high scoring team. But yeah, it's been a weird season. <laughs> yeah. And, and so Temple is not those teams. No. At all. And so I think I'm leaning towards an A grade on the under 59 and a half. You know, maybe Houston has a huge letdown spot after getting bludgeoned in that game. But even if that yeah. happens – just Houston has been so up and down this season that if, if they come out really slow, I'm not sure they put up enough points because Dimple's defense is okay. And so I just don't know if they can get to, you know, 38 points if they start out super slow. Um, if Houston has a flat game, they probably win on a last second field goal, something like, you know, 24 to 24. I was, I was going to say, something. I was going to say 31, 28. And so okay. that, is, that, that would be perfect. Um, yeah, so, it, 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 that's, that's their letdown game. And if they come out and play well, then yeah. they probably win this game like 40 to 10 or something, right? Yeah, I, I agree. So let's give an A grade on the under 59 and a half. I think this is an overreaction to what both teams did last week and just kind of the construction of Houston's schedule so far this season. And I think that's kind of what we want to do here is try to find situations where people are overreacting or underreacting and capitalize on that. So we'll, we'll go a grade under 59 and a half temple plus 19 and a half. It is also minus one Oh six B grade C grade. I feel like it's kind of in the middle for me. How likely do we think it is that the letdown spot happens for Houston and or temple can just muck this game up and not lose by a ton. I would probably say C grade because I think that Temple may just as likely to, to to have a letdown spot after scoring 54 points or whatever it is against South Florida and getting a win uh, as Houston might be in that loss to SMU. So I would just make it a C grade myself. All right. So we'll go C grade on Temple plus 19 and a half. A grade, though, on the under 59 
and a half, 3 p.m. Eastern, UMass at Arkansas State. Uh, this is your, your your nominee for worst game of the week. Arkansas State ranked 114th is pretty impressive given UMass ranking dead last. UMass letting us down this last uh, Friday night against UConn. Couldn't quite get the cover. Was on the right side of the number all night and just couldn't quite hang on. Sideline has adjusted to Arkansas State, but still says they should be a 19-point favorite over UMass, who is obviously truly terrible. I feel like we should be laying the 17 with Arkansas State. It's a borderline A-grade pick. If it gets to an A-grade, I think the stance that we're taking is UMass is just that bad that if Arkansas State does what they want to do offensively, UMass will not be able to keep up with them at all. Total's 50. What's your opinion for us? So there have been three games that Arkansas, or excuse me, that UMass has participated in this season that have gone over the number of 50. Those games were Tulane, which got to 52, um, Toledo, which got to 65, and Liberty, which got to 66. My friends, as bad as Arkansas State's uh, defense is, they are no Tulane, they are no Toledo, and they are no Liberty. And so I would just be very wary. I'm, I'm not telling you to play the under, but you know, you, you see a number like 50 in the Arkansas State game, you may want to play the over. I'm telling you, don't do not do it. UMass's offense is, is terrible. Um, yeah. So my advice to you on this total is just stay away. All right. So then the question is, A grade or B grade on Arkansas State minus 17? <sighs> Man, I would... I would lean towards an A grade. And let me let me double check this here to make sure that I'm not crazy. Yes, Arkansas State had a bye week. They had two weeks to get ready for UMass. Um, I think that what a weird statement. 17 points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll go A grade on Arkansas State. Like I said, according to the model, it's very borderline between the two. And I think if you give it an A grade viewer, it's a very reasonable take. And that take is UMass is just so terrible and Arkansas yeah. State can score and UMass, it, it's almost going to be like that UConn game again, except Arkansas State, a little bit worse of a defense, of course, but a better offense and that it's just yeah. going to be hard uh, for them to keep up. Arkansas State puts up 30 points in this game. Yeah. UMass probably isn't covering that because their offense is just so atrocious. Right. 3.30 Eastern kickoff, Nebraska at Michigan. Uh, I, I I do know a lot of people were calling me crazy for taking Nebraska last week. Taking the points with them made a lot of sense. They worked out for us getting the cover. Uh, we laid a big number with Michigan, and that was terrifying early on in that game. And then Michigan just decided, oh, yeah, we're a lot better than you at football, and so we're going to do the football. And mm-hmm. that worked out pretty well for them in a wild second half. This week, they're 29 and a half point favorites. Sunland says it should be 29.8. Michigan is ranked third, according to Sideline. And that's of note because this is the first time we've had a different team in the top three mm. in quite some time. I mean, we time. have to go back Long to time. sometime last year, uh, early last year, before uh, when, when you could have said it wasn't one of Alabama, Georgia, or Ohio State. Nebraska's ranked 76th. I think we should be laying the number with Michigan, I'm a little bit less confident. Last week I was pushing for an A grade with Michigan. This week at minus 29 and a half, I think it's a worthy investment, but only at a B grade. Total is 51 and a half. What do you think about that number? Man, um, that is a, a fantastic question. Um, I 
I would lean to the under, but that is just a, a lean. I mean, when you look at, okay, excluding the absolutely terrible uh, out-of-conference schedule that Michigan played, um, in their games, they scored 34 points against Maryland, 27 against Iowa, uh, 31 in, in the weird game uh, at Indiana where uh, Mike Hart had the seizure on the sideline. The, mm. the first half was just very disjointed. Um, 41 points against Penn State, uh, 29 against Michigan State, 52 last week against Rutgers. 29, 29 against Michigan State in a game where they just were like, we're going to get to the 15 and kick field goals on first down. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's what happened. It's yeah, what it felt like at least. That is what it felt like <laughs> happened. So um, with all of that being said, I just can't get myself to go under 51 and a half. I think Michigan's offense is actually a little underrated. Uh, and, yeah. you know, we, we, we talked about it last week how – and, and, their, speaking, and their defense has the ability to score. <laughs> yes. They kind of, and their yes. special teams do. And that yes. that adds an element here. Yes. And, and as we spoke through it last week, you mentioned that it sounds like I was trying to talk us into the Michigan over. And all of the words that came out of my mouth did back that up. I just couldn't get myself to do it. Um, so I don't I don't think that we can do that. Uh, it with, sounds with like Nebraska. you want to back the Michigan over 51 and a half. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't I don't I don't think I can do it when Nebraska because when agree. Nebraska it's, has faced it's, it's a different it's a different situation than last week where that we were talking about that and I thought we made the play. I thought I had talked you into it, but I I we didn't. But when that number yeah. got to 44 and a half, that was where we were talking about well, we thought Michigan might put yeah. a 45. That yeah. number's a lot. It's a it's it's not that many numbers, but it's still a long ways away from. It does it does feel quite different, and, and you also can't forget that Nebraska only put up fourteen points on Oklahoma earlier this season, which I, 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 seems that seems impossible. impossible. Yeah, for, seems for, impossible. for a Power Five offense. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I'm completely on board laying the points with Michigan for for a B grade. I think Michigan's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, then we'll go B grade on Michigan minus twenty nine and a half, uh, folks. We've covered. Half of the games are going to cover in this episode. 23 games. We have 23 more to go. This is our official halftime break. So uh, for the first time ever in the history of Picks with the Professor, because you're going to take a break, you won't notice it because we're going to come right back. Uh, but we're actually going to take a break in the middle of the show. We are an hour and 12 in. So if you have the under, uh, it's, it's looking good. Yeah, the, the under is looking real good. Let's just hope that we don't have a, I can't remember, like the fourth quarter of Notre Dame and Clemson. You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, with the magic of editing, we're back. Because, uh, Jared, I should have put like a marching band in the middle of that, right? Like a nice little halftime show. That, that would have been, of course, we would disagree. I would have said a military style marching band. You would have said core marching style. So, I, I, I like the kind where the people look at me and they make pretty shapes. I mean, that's the that's, kind of that's, uh, that's, that's core style. Yeah, yeah that's sh- the kind of band I'm in. I'm into uh, you would go and be people may not know this, but. Uh, Texas A&M with the uh, one of the more prestigious military marching bands. So you yeah. going there, I mean, you're going to like the whole thing. Like, it is kind of cool. They're zigzagging. And it's like, oh, my gosh, they're going to crash. And like, I kind of just want them to crash because I feel like yeah. I, I feel like that's what we all do. We kind of root for chaos, you know? Yes. And Obviously, this is no the, injuries. But yes. And, and for all of my my friends in high school that were all band nerds, this is the best 30 seconds of the show that, that they've ever had. I, I would say I don't think they're with us at this point. Uh, Probably this not. Part of the show. We'll, we'll timestamp this. We'll timestamp this as halftime discussion and someone can come watch just our, 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 us talking about bands that we know nothing about them. Um, there you go. To the game on screen there, Miami at Georgia Tech. Uh, it seems to pick them. Um, I, I mean, they're daring you to pick either side. Right. Here. Georgia Tech, 
you know, n- not a good football team, but heck performance this last week um, yep. in, a, in a wild game. Miami, when's the last time we've been able to say heck of a performance by them? It just, the yeah. wheels just falling off. And yeah. I made the comment on show. I, I made the comment. We talked about this where I said specifically uh, getting a number north of a touchdown. That was kind of the smart play. That's where the analytics were pointing to. It made a lot of sense. Sure enough, that number closed at six and a half. And I talked about it on the show. I said, if it gets there, if it doesn't like, does that say something? And I think your exact words were like, well, I saw the game last week. And yeah. It's like we always talk about. Sometimes the smart move isn't the right move. Sometimes the line move in general is wrong. Like it, it, there's just a lot of things that go into it. And people were on Miami. The model is on Miami. Um, Miami is taking quite a hit in the model. I don't know where the floor is. We talked about by this point of the season, we tend to know where the floor is for teams. It's kind of they've hit it. They've they've hit it. Maybe bounced up a little bit. Some teams have have hit it, bounced up, and bounced back down again. Right. But Miami. Yeah where is the floor for this team to the point where we've got to pick them at Georgia tech, a game that before the season started, they would have been double digit favorites in. Yep. Yep. I, I don't, I don't know where the floor is. I the sad thing is I'm not sure they found it. I, I'm not sure they have either. Yeah. Uh, Georgia tech playing a little better with a new coach. Sideline still says there's an edge on Miami. A small one says they should be a one a one point one point favorite. It's also even money on Miami. So believe it or not, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech is actually the favorite here at a mm-hmm. price of minus one twenty on the pick'em. I don't know if I can bring myself to back this Miami team, but backing Georgia Tech without getting points against a conference opponent also is a little bit scary. I know one thing we both agree on is that this total seems unlikely to be reached at 44 and a half. Uh, give us your perspective on this one. A grade under 44 and a half. That is my entire perspective. Like what do you, what do we, what needs to be said based on what we've seen from both of these teams so far this season? And nothing with regards to the total, nothing yeah. else needs to be said. 44. What needs to be said viewer is your brain wants to say 45 is more key than 44. It's not 44 is more key. The yeah. reason why is because if you're in a lower scoring game, it's more likely to have field goals. A higher scoring game is more likely to have touchdowns. And so your brain wants to say six touchdowns and one field goal is more likely, but actually five touchdowns and three field goals is more likely because when you have fewer touchdowns, you're more likely to have field goals. So 44 is the second most key number in college football. So as much as we love under 45, because 45 can happen, we are more concerned about being on the right side of 44. So the under 44 and a half is an important place. That's what needs to be said. A grade under for us. We are going to pick a side. Um, You just pick who wins. Uh, Cousin Jared, who wins this game? Oh, God. Besides not the fans. Like, yeah. Like, Miami has to win, like, one more game this season, right? Like, at least. I don't know what the rest of their schedule is, but, like, they've got to win another one, right? And it seems like Georgia Tech may be one of the best chances they have at that without looking at their schedule. So, like, I, I, God, I guess Miami. (laughs) All right. We'll go lean with Miami. Uh, The, even money aspect of it is nice, but only a C grade play. I can't have any faith in backing Miami nope. uh, whatsoever. What I can't have faith in is under in this game. <laughs> That's yep. the A grade play for us here. Also, three thirty Louisville at Clemson. Louisville really showing themselves to be an under team. We both thought that James Madison game would have a lot more points in it than it did, yep. and Louisville's defense just really suffocating in that second half. Going against a Clemson team who also has a very good defense and can struggle on offense a total of 51. This feels like a first team to 30 wins, but I'm not sure anybody gets to 30. It might be a first team mm. to 
24 wins. I, I, I would, I would have said like 27, probably 27. Yeah. It's one of those where I could easily see one of these teams. I could easily see one of these teams scoring single digits. That would not surprise me at yeah. all yep. in the, in, in the teens and the, you know, 14, 17, 13, for sure. Not really sure who it'll be. Sideline says this should be Clemson minus eight. So laying the seven with Clemson is where it would lean. It's not really a strong edge. Um, Clemson, obviously, all the questions now in the world. A quarterback, offense starting to regress. Louisville, a pretty strong performance against the Dukes from James Madison last week. I think we both like the under here. The question is, what grade do we give it? The question is, what side are we playing? So I say we give an A grade to the under 51. I Like you said, I, I think one team is going to have a very difficult time in this game. It doesn't matter which one. I, I think maybe, the under- Maybe both, to be honest. Yeah, I think the under is is the smart play. Uh, I, I think that Clemson is going to, after what we saw on offense for them against Notre Dame, I think they're really going to double down on let's just run the ball between the tackles. Let's get three or four yards of play. Let's not make any, st- make any mistakes, and let's let our defense win this game. On the flip side with, with Louisville, Louisville – so they, they scored a lot of points in the, the Wake Forest game. That that kind of makes sense. Boston College. That third that third quarter. Yeah, yeah. The, the the Boston College game, ironically, that Louisville lost. Uh, an explic- inexplicable game that one was. Boston College scored a lot of points in that game. And then Florida State uh, in Louisville was a higher scoring game as well. But, you know, we think of Louisville as a higher scoring team, but they haven't really, outside of those games, scored that many points this season. And I recall vividly. The Pitt game uh, had no points in it. Yeah, the pit game had no no points in it. The UCF game had no points in it. Uh, it, it was they've just kind of been, and even the James Madison game. I mean, there was yeah, a, a late under. score in that one. So yeah, way, way under. Um, I also recall, and I know you know you don't want to compare teams uh, too far back because they have absolutely nothing in common. But I remember some amazing Lamar Jackson Louisville offenses going into Clemson and having a very difficult time. And these Louisville offenses are no Lamar Jackson Louisville offenses. And these Clemson defenses, the offense has taken a big step back from maybe, you know, five, six years ago, but the defense I would say is just, just as good as, as it has been. So um, I say we give it a grade to the under 51. As far as the side goes, goodness. I mean, I think I would lean towards taking the points. With, with Louisville um, getting a touchdown against Clemson. I know it's at home, but just kind of based on how their offense has regressed and, and Louisville, I, what I will say is, you know, they lost to Boston college, which was a really bad look, but winning games in ways that we wouldn't expect playing solid defense, forcing a lot of turnovers in that wake forest game. I, I just have been impressed with what I've seen from them and the exact opposite. I, I, again, I think Clemson has just regressed this season. So because of those two things, I think they're kind of diverging. I would lean towards taking the seven points, but by no means do I feel good about that. All right. We will lean to taking the seven with Louisville. It's also even money, which is a nice uh, mm. perk there. And we will go a grade under uh, 51. I don't think I could feel confident with much about Clemson. They've dropped to 14th in the ratings, largely due to the lack of offense that they have shown, which we expect to be on full display this Saturday afternoon. Also at 3.30 Eastern, Appalachian State at Marshall, a game that is a pick total of 46. And given our love for unders and Marshall games, this feels 
ridiculously high. Appalachian State, as we talked about, mostly being an under team with the exception of that first game against North Carolina. North Carolina can solve just about everybody's offensive problems with the exception of Virginia Tech, apparently. Um, a sideline says this should be App State minus a half a point. So basically says a pickle makes a lot of sense. So we're basically just picking the winner here between these two teams. Uh, Cousin Jared, I think we both like the under. Yep. It's really not that exciting. We've been baking on these Marshall unders. So we're going to keep doing it. Uh, who, who wins, though? Who wins this game? It should be a good one with uh, App State on the road, better team, but Marshall at home. Uh, Marshall has a, a good defense. There is no doubt about that. But I think that App State's offense is just going to be a little bit too much in this game. Uh, I think App State wins this game something like 20 to 16 or, or something like that. So I would lean uh, App State. And, of course, we all know how we feel about Marshall unders. Yeah. Uh, I mean, A grade under on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels like the most – anticlimactic thing, but a, a situation where they've just been so good to us. We know App State, uh, a solid defense and a, a good offense, but not a good enough offense to just go flying over totals. It's it's not, they're not Oregon, they're not UCLA, right? They're not those type of teams. Um, yeah. Marshall's defense is good enough to keep this low scoring. So A grade under 46. And we will lean App State on the money line, not a pick that we love. Seems priced pretty well. Should be a good game. Um, not when we want to be over-invested. We do want to be over-invested in the under 46, though. Yeah. Also at 330 Eastern, UCF at Tulane. Tulane is a two-point home favorite. Sideline says this should be Tulane minus 1.4, so another one that's priced pretty well. And as I mentioned before, I've been saying Tulane's an under team. That defense is fantastic. Uh, total of 51 and a half. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your take on this one? So I think I would lean towards laying the two points with Tulane. I think that they are a good football team. Um, John Reese Plumley did not play for UCF last week. They still covered against Memphis, but that's Memphis with Tulane having a backup. If and I, I don't know the status of Plumley for next week. I, I would like to land the two points with Tulane if, if Plumlee was playing. My analysis of that would be that I think that UCS offense has been uh, a little overinflated this season. They've had some some weird games where they've scored more points than what their offensive output should have actually been. Um, if Plumlee doesn't play, you know, your backup quarterback going up against Tulane, it's one thing covering against Memphis. It's going to be a different thing uh, playing Tulane at, uh, at home. So uh, I, I would lean towards laying the two points with Tulane. I, I think they're just a, a good team. Um, I also like the under here I, again I, I think that UCS offense is a little overrated and, and Tulane just has a really good defense in my opinion so uh, let's go I'm going to say where the line is currently at 51 is a key number 52 is, is more key but I want to give this a B under 51 and a half um, just because I do think both of these teams are pretty good this isn't like you know a Marshall where there's just no offense being played at all or right. you know some of the other Tulane teams where we just score. Yeah, so I would say a B at, at 51 and a half. Uh, 52, it wouldn't take much. If it got to like 52, that may be my spot where I would say like an A grade, 52, 52 and a half, some, something like that. Um, so let's go with the B grade under 51 and a half for now and a lean uh, for laying the points with Tulane. All righty, that sounds like the way we will play that one. Also, 330 Eastern, Northwestern at Minnesota. Minnesota's a 17 and a half point 
home favorite. Total of 41. Again, we're too far out in the week to really know much about the weather. So if you're watching this on Wednesday and you know what the weather is going to be a little bit more than we do here on Sunday night, and it's what it is. You have the information. Congrats. We don't have that right now. Uh, it's a little bit too far out to be extremely confident. Obviously, this time of year in in Minnesota in November, we expect it's more likely to be not pretty than pretty, although we don't expect quite the wins that we had um, last week. So it says this should be Minnesota minus 23.3. Has Minnesota ranked 19th, Northwestern 94th. This is an A-grade play on Minnesota with regards to the spread. Uh, again, it, it, it's almost a carbon copy of the Utah game from last week where it was 17 and a half. And I said, yeah, I wish I'd rather be on that side of it, but it doesn't really matter. I believe, uh, I came within a decimal point of hitting that one and the same thing here. I think the most likely outcome is Minnesota wins this game by 24, a total of 41 means we're not expecting a lot of points. Uh, we never expect Northwestern to score a lot of points. Obviously, that was weather-aided last week. Um, mm -hmm. But Minnesota will suffocate most yep. offenses and is very happy to run the ball and very happy to kill the clock. So I think we like the under as well. Uh, Cousin Jared, give us your take on this game. I want to go B-grade under 41. And the reason why I'm just giving that a B-grade is because – Northwestern plays so fast and then doesn't really move the ball and the other team ends up with a lot of possessions. And so that's why I am not making this an A grade on, on the under because Minnesota could have 15 cracks at, at getting scores. And so even if they just want to grind it down in the second half, they may have opportunity to score a lot of points. So I only want to give it a B grade on the under 41. I, uh, I was going to say, if this, if this gets out of hand, it's because Minnesota runs away at the end like they did against Rutgers and ends up putting yeah. up. 42 by themselves because they yep. ended up with like 28 fourth quarter points because by that point Northwestern was so tired they just allowed yep. big run after big run after big run. Yeah, if this game ended up like 41 to three Minnesota, I I would not be shocked. Um, yeah. and, and so again, B grade under 41. I would also at least lean towards laying the 17 and a half points, especially. I mean, we know Northwestern is is terrible. When you look at uh, Minnesota's uh, season, when they have played some terrible teams. And like Rutgers, for example, 31 to nothing. They beat Colorado 49 to, to seven, Michigan State 34 to seven. Um, so when Minnesota has played bad teams, they have covered this number. Yeah. And Northwestern's a bad team. Yeah. Let's go A grade on Minnesota minus 17 and a half. I think they won by 20, and then we'll go B grade on the under 41. Same time slot here Army at Troy, 330 Eastern. Total hanging around 45 and a half. I mean, that's it. That's the analogy. I don't even know. I, do we need to fill yeah. in the blanks for the, for the listener here? Troy, a pretty solid under team. Army, a team that kind of mostly play a little bit slow. This won't be quite as slow as the Army Air Force game. As I've mentioned before, there's this interaction effect with triple option offenses that drives possessions even lower. That won't yeah. happen here, but it's still going to be a very slow, defensive-minded game with two offenses yeah. that aren't going to move the ball much. And when they do... Probably not very fast. Um, yeah. I think we love this under 45 and a half. With regards to the side, um, sideline says this should be Troy minus 10.3, but it's not actually a positive edge given where scores tend to fall around here. And we all mm -hmm. also know Army can muck this up and lose just like they did this last Saturday by six or seven. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your take on this one? Yep. A grade under 45 and a half. And sure, we can we can 
lean. I mean, do you, is, I assume it would be a lean taking the nine points with with Army. It's a lean, whatever it is. It's not a good yeah. play. Okay. Yeah, it might yeah. be on either side. I think with how much we love the under 45 and a half, the smart play is leaning towards the nine points. Yeah, that, may, that makes sense given how, how correlated they are. It's not that dissimilar, like I said, from the Army Air Force game. A little bit so in that the, the triple option and the rivalry thing, but a similar setup where yep. um, there shouldn't be a lot of points. And that does tend to favor the underdog in yep. most situations, not all. Yep. 330 Eastern Alabama at Old Miss. Alabama is a 12-point favorite, total of 64. Because uh, this is where I'm kind of pitching a little bit of an over here. Old Miss defense, not very good. Alabama's defense, not very good. Uh, Alabama dropping out of the top three. Ole Miss should score some points. I think they allow some points. Alabama favored by 12, but that seems like a lot because while they're still good, Ole Miss is still decent as well. Sometimes like this should be Alabama minus 7.4 to win by double digits on the road. Uh, didn't come close to doing it against LSU and maybe LSU is a little bit better than Ole Miss, but mm -hmm. are, are they whatever do the math that many points different? I think the answer to that is no. It's a pretty big edge for taking the 12 with Ole Miss. Uh, what do you have for us here? I like Ole Miss in this game as well. I think that's just too many points for an Ole Miss team that's coming off of a bye week, potentially like body blow theory, a little, let, little bit of letdown spot for Alabama. The earliest they've had two losses in a season since I believe it was like 2011 or 2010 or something something like that. Uh, uh, definitely a spot they're not used to, to being in, uh, to, to say the least. And so I kind of like taking all the points with Ole Miss. I think that they're – I think they will be able to run the ball against um, – uh, against Alabama, I think the thing that you're worried about, uh, you know, how, we, we've talked a couple of times about how you lose this play. The way you lose this play is that Alabama gets out big early and then Ole Miss has to rely on throwing the ball. They, they would much rather just run, run, run uh, as many times as they can. Um, but I would lean towards taking the 12 points with Ole Miss as well. Man, I know you you are kind of wanting to talk me into the, the over here. Um, man, I guess – I guess we should go with it because you talked me into it last week with, with LSU. We got, we got overtime that, that got us there. Maybe a, a play that we shouldn't have necessarily won, but I think I can get behind a B grade on the over 64 in this spot. And well, specifically in, in my take, a play that we should have won because of all the mm. yards mm. that were happening in that game. Yep. And then we weren't going to win it. And so we shouldn't have won it, but then we did get lucky to win it, but we mm -hmm. got luck that we didn't necessarily even shouldn't have needed because right, right. of, um, it felt like it should have been a bag earlier, but yeah, I think Ole Miss offense may be a little bit better than LSU and their defense definitely worse right. uh, than LSU's. Uh, it's an A grade play according to sideline. Uh, it's now at 11.5, 11.5 and 12 here. Probably not a huge difference. Um, mm -hmm if you are okay with the A grade on taking the 11 and a half Ole Miss. Yep. I'm good with that. All right, so A, a grade there, plus 11 and a half on Ole Miss, and then B grade on the over 64. Through third Eastern, Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, wow, what a fall there. Yeah. Spencer Sanders doesn't play against Kansas. Backup plays okay at times. Missed the over on that one because of several many red zone miscues by both teams. Turnovers, having to kick field goals in that spot. Um, I mean, your big question on this game is Spencer Sanders coming back, and it sounds unlikely. 
Mm. Assuming he doesn't, how quickly can Oklahoma State's offense get back on track? Their defense, not very good. Of course, Iowa State, not really the team to take advantage of that. A team that mm. wants to grind you down. Total on this one's pretty low, but it's still north of a fairly key number at 48 and a half. Iowa State's a one and a half point road favorite. This number tells me that Spencer Sanders is not playing, or at least that's what the belief is. Otherwise, I would have to assume Oklahoma State would be favored. Just the question of what do we make of that situation in Stillwater and how crazy things have gotten down there. Looking like pretty good after that Texas win and then just completely crumbling. What do you make of this game? So I would say, first of all, let's just set the baseline. Oklahoma State has had a lot of injuries, even outside of Spencer Sanders. So they're already down a few players elsewhere. Um, even, even before Sanders missed the last game, he had clearly, in my opinion, been a little bit hampered, at least, and maybe not playing as because well as of, he did the first Because of the injuries, yeah. Because of the injuries. And so even if he comes back, I don't think he's going to be 100%. If he doesn't come back, um, you know, even even better if you're looking at something like like the under. And I will reiterate what I said last week on this show, kind of my analysis of every Big 12 game is, is it a Big 12 game? Yes. Is Iowa State involved? Yes. Therefore, you will play the under. So for me, this is only a question of, do we want to make an A grade under 48 and a half or, or a B grade? So so what say you, Big, Big 12 expert, which, which way would you lean? I'm going to go B grade on this under okay. simply because – I don't know what to make of Oklahoma State's situation. Mm. It feels very similar to the Iowa State Oklahoma game, where we talk about Oklahoma mm-hmm. also having good offense, bad defense. Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma State is in such a weird spot right now that I think they're a little bit more variable. And that just makes me a little more concerned. Yep. That Iowa State's favored on the road here is just mind blowing Mm -hmm. (laughs) given where we were three weeks ago and has me a little bit concerned that, you know, maybe Oklahoma state's defense is bad enough that Iowa state actually puts up some points. If if they don't put up points, then they're going to have a hard time winning. So Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking through this, like if they're one and a half point favorites, that means in theory they have, more than a 50% chance to win this game, according to, you know, the experts. And if they're more than 50% likely to win, I have to imagine it's going to win because of points. We saw what happened against Oklahoma. There weren't Mm. many points in that one. And Mm. when they didn't score, they still weren't able to stop Oklahoma's offense. Right. So if they win, maybe they score. If they lose, I have to imagine it's because it's like 17-14, and that's obviously an easy under. I don't know. There's just This game just gets weird to me, and I just am so thrown off. By Oklahoma State, it's probably like I said two weeks ago with Iowa State Oklahoma, which was it's probably an A grade. I just can't do it right. because it's the Big Twelve, right. and that's kind of right. how I feel here. It's probably an A grade, but I'm not doing it. I'm sticking to a B just because I don't yep. know what the heck is happening in Stillwater. Yep. Okay. That, which leads me to grade under forty eight. Which, which leads me to which side do we want here? Sideline still says this should be <sighs> Oklahoma State. Favored in this game, obviously getting a point and a half doesn't do a lot for you. At that point, you should look money line. Although, to be fair, if this game finished something like 21-20, I wouldn't be overly shocked. Uh, yeah, But sideline's edge is so weak. If you felt like the model has no idea, it, it, it's reacting. 
and it's moving mm-hmm. Oklahoma State down aggressively because of what it's seen. Do, have they hit their bottom? You know, that game against Kansas was so bad. Maybe they're worse than 40th best team right now in the country. And if so, maybe you lay the one and a half with Iowa State. If you believe there's still enough talent that the floor is yeah. pretty close, then I think you still like the uh, the Cowboys at home. I mean, what, what do you think? Yeah, so I would say, okay, so sideline says the Oklahoma State should be favored by half a point in, in this game. I think, you know, I think maybe worst case you say that that's two points off just based on you don't know who's playing quarterback for Oklahoma State. And, you know, maybe it just hasn't caught up with how bad Oklahoma State has played the past few weeks. And so that makes this line perfectly set. I would lean towards taking the point and a half or, you know, depending on your, when you're, when you're listening to this, uh, if there's plus odds on the money line or maybe even like even money on Oklahoma state, that would probably be the way that, that I would lean. I think with Iowa state to your point, a game like 21, 20 is not off the table. A game like 17, 16 is not off the table. And, and so, especially us kind of leaning towards the under as well. Um, I, I think I would probably prefer plus odds or like even money on the money line. Um, but, you know, taking a point and a half here, I think maybe is as good as you're going to get. Yeah, if you could get up, I, I'm assuming the worst here for Oklahoma State. So there's not really much news that could happen throughout the week right, that right. changes this. But if, if this just gets an overreaction and Oklahoma State starts getting to the point where maybe they're getting a field goal, I mm-hmm. feel like you have to invest at some point and just say enough right. is enough. If you, if you say, let's say I have a pretty good read on Iowa State. There's no mm-hmm. anything new crazy about them. They're ranked 30th. That's one spot ahead of Washington. I mean, that seems fair. Both Iowa State and Washington, solid teams, you know, not great, but, you know, not not bad. Yep. If you drop Oklahoma State two points, three points, that puts them in the range of, like, Air Force. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and how much worse than that can they be, right? Like, if, if this gets out to three and they're getting three at home, that puts them in the range of, I, I mean, down to the Western Kentuckys, down to the Houston's and down to the yeah. James Madison's and whatever. I mean, you start yeah. getting down to this back way below even those teams, I guess. And yeah. So yeah. at some point, if, like I said, if it gets to Oklahoma State plus three, you just say, I know it's the new. Oh, yeah, definitely. They struggled against Kansas, but like they they still have enough talent where they're not that bad, I would think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so we'll go officially right now. A lean on Oklahoma State plus one and a half, but a B grade on the under 48 and a half. And like I said, it's. It's probably an A grade. Maybe I'll talk myself into it. Yeah. Maybe I'll look more into it and, and and give it that grade. But at this point, I'm just nervous right now. Yeah. So I'm going to hold off and just give it the B. I'm moving to 3.30 Eastern, New Mexico at Air Force. <laughs> uh, like So New Mexico is a 24-point dog. Uh, they're terrible. They can't score. Uh, their defense isn't bad, I suppose. Uh, Air Force could grind a game out. Total is 38 mm-hmm. and a half. Uh, I love this total under. I love, love, love it. Love it. Um, love it. So so uh, A-grade a love at 38 and a half, that, that type of love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, okay. that type of love. Okay. Um, I kind of think we should be laying the 24 with Air Force. <laughs> and you say, wait a minute. <laughs> What? Yeah. And, and, and Makes no what sense. What that means is I'm not sure New Mexico scores in this game. If this mm. game finished 35 nothing, 38 nothing, 31 nothing, 31 3, in general, we often talk about going under and taking points in these situations. 
But you had a great example of this this last week with New Mexico and whoever they played, Utah State maybe. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, Where that's right. under hits and Utah State covers a big number. Now they got lucky in doing that, in that they yeah. got a scoop and score to do so. The point being, it is possible to cover. Yeah. And so go under a number like this. And I think this is set up for Air Force. I think they're going to have long, slow drives. New Mexico is going to struggle stopping them enough times for the Air Force to win this handily. But Air Force yep. defense is good enough that I just don't see New Mexico scoring. Because, uh, Jared, what is your take on this game? Sure. We can we can do uh, definitely, okay, A grade under 38 and a half. Uh, so I, it sounds like to me like you're you're going for angling for a B grade on on Air Force yes. land to 24 points. I, I, can, yes. I can get behind that for the exact reason that you said. Maybe New Mexico scores three points, six points, something like that. Still plenty of ways that Air Force can cover that number. Absolutely. According to Sideline, it would actually be an A-grade edge on Air Force. So it should be 27. There's a lot of uh, key numbers and key pushes around that area. But given such a low total, I don't yeah. think it's worthy of the A-grade investment. I think that, uh, especially think that, we go, that we think it'll go under the total. Um, yeah. I, I just can't see it being A-grade play on Air Force minus 24. But I just, I think this is a like 31-3 to 3 type game where maybe New Mexico gets on the board, but they're not going to do a ton, in my opinion. And I just can't see a lot of points happening in general. I think Air Force is a better team than Utah State. And so I see kind of uh, that being the poor man's version of this game. Right. So we'll go A grade under 38 and a half, and we'll go B grade on Air Force minus 24. Uh, through 30 Eastern, Charlotte and Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State letting us down this last week after a nice – Win the week before. Charlotte is an 11 point road dog, total of 67 and a half. Something says this should be Middle Tennessee minus nine. I was riding the Brew Raiders. I have nothing against them, but according to the model, they still aren't a very good team. Charlotte also not a very good team. We're talking about the 123rd ranked team versus the 108th ranked team, but that's only 15 spots different, not in an area that should warrant an 11-point spread. 10 is a fairly key number on here, especially when Sideline says it should be 9. This is actually an A-grade edge, according to the model. Can you give Charlotte an A-grade is a completely different question. Either way, I do think we should have invested Charlotte. Only question is what the grade is. What do you think? This will be quick and simple. Let's make it a B grade, taking the 11 points of Charlotte. I've got no feel on this total. I would lean over for sure, but man, two bad teams. You just hate play. Even, even as high scoring as some of their games have been, me personally, I just hate investing in over such a high number with two really bad teams. The numbers actually dropped to 10 and a half, but I still think it would still be a B play there. No big there you go. change for me at that point. 11, again, not as common as we would think. Uh, 10 being the most key number there, so on the right side of that is important. So be great pick for us on Charlotte, plus 10.5. No play on the total at such a high number. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, uh, kickoff North Texas at UAB. North Texas really coming along strong, just like last year, except completely different in how they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> last year with the defense, this year with the offense, they've reached ball eligibility. Southern ranks them 70th. Two spots ahead of UAB, who's struggling now and down to a four and five record. UAB heartbreaking loss in overtime this last week against UTSA. 
Um, two solid teams for Conference USA, but given how close they are, so I think it should be UAB minus two, not minus six. It's a strong edge taking the six with North Texas. Obviously, I'd love seven, but I think this is a tight contest, so I'm really surprised that we're getting this many points. I love, I love getting the six with North Texas. Uh, what is your take on this game? I yeah man can't can't believe I'm saying saying this. I want to do a B grade on the over 58. It seems like if you're getting a total in the 50s for the North Texas game, that it seems to be a pretty good idea to lean towards the the over. But just at a B grade uh, because UAB can play some lower scoring games. Uh, but the UTSA game you mentioned last week, UAB lost that one, but that one got to 62 in regulation. And really, that's one of the best analogs I think that you have for um, you know. North Texas is playing um, UAB this season. UAB has played some lower scoring games, but man, they have played some teams that are, are, are defensive first. And you've had a lot of uh, numbers that kind of came close to this. So like Middle Tennessee State got the 55. Uh, North Texas is a better offense than Middle Tennessee State is. Charlotte got the 54. Uh, North Texas is a better offense than Charlotte is. So um, I think that you're going to, I think it's going to be close. You might be sweating this one out, but 58 key number, a lot of push protection there. Um, I, I think we, I want to go B grade on the over 58. And I, I, I like taking the points with North Texas as well. Uh, if this gets high scoring, you, I, I think if this gets high scoring, you like North Texas's chances a little bit more. If UAB is kind of in control of this game, it's going to be lower scoring. And I think that six points goes a, a long way in that type of game as well. Uh, and so I think taking the six points is a smart play. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Taking this kind of no, either way it plays out works well, right? If it's lower scoring, yeah. getting that many points helps you. Yeah. If it's yeah. higher scoring, it's because North Texas might just win the dang thing. You're on the yeah. right side. Yeah. So uh, A grade play on North Texas plus six, B grade play for us on over 58. And uh, I haven't said it yet this show, despite the fact that we've talked about it seems like a billion games. Uh, one where I might dabble a little bit on the North Texas money line might be mm. worth the investment. There should be a fun game. You're going to get some really big plus odds. I don't think North Texas right. is 50 50 to win this by any stretch of the imagination, but if they win, I don't think it would surprise me whatsoever. So the plus odds right. might be worth it just a little bit there um, on that one. 4 p.m. Eastern, South Carolina at Florida. Florida's a seven and a half point home favorite. Total is 59 in this one. Both of these teams went over last week. Both of these teams went over, and it wasn't particularly close. Right. Now, the Florida one had an exception. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize at the time that we made the wager, but uh, mm-hmm. I believe Texas A&M was down seven defensive starters and multiple players yeah. that were their backups. And, of course, the two deep really mattering on defense with the rotations that happened. It was double-digit play- players on defense. Um, South Carolina going over with Vanderbilt. Uh, completely honest, I do usually watch a lot of games. Didn't see one play of that game, so I can't really explain anything about that one. But both these things did go over a lot. But uh, it kind of similar to that Houston game we talked about earlier. Maybe a little bit of an overreaction. It's had a total this high. A, a number on the doorstep of 60 just feels wrong with these two teams, yep. given what we've seen from them this season. Uh, a total of like 55 would make a lot more sense to me. I don't quite know why it's up at 59. With regards to the side, sideline says Florida should be a 6.7 point favorite. So it's a little bit of an edge here on South Carolina. I definitely think it's worth playing here, getting the hook and the touchdown, especially if we think it's going to be a little bit lower of a scoring game. Florida coming off 
a big win on the road last week, maybe a little bit of a letdown spot for him. South Carolina clinching bowl eligibility last week, but against Vanderbilt, I don't really see this being a letdown spot. In fact, you could argue the case that they should have been looking ahead to this game to try to yep. get another win, especially on the road in a tough environment. Uh, what do you have for us on this one? I propose that we go a grade under 59 in, in this game. All right. So Let's do it. yeah. So South Carolina, you look at the, the, they've gone over this number three times this season. One was against Arkansas, terrible defense. One was against Charlotte, terrible defense slash terrible team. And one was last week uh, with, with Vanderbilt, which had a few weird, weird things happen. But I also want to focus on Florida uh, because Florida has gone over the, the 59 number more than a few times this season. But if you look at who they have gone over that number against, it has been, um, well, South Florida push South Florida, uh, uh, South Florida of giving up 50 something points to temple uh, only pushed at this number. Uh, they went over this number against Tennessee. They went over this number against LSU who, but the way LSU's offense has been playing is greatly ahead of South Carolina's offense and how right. they've been playing. And then against Georgia, they, they went over this number, which, you know, Georgia and, and then also against AM, which was running on uh you know uh not not to make any jokes about the the, the previous ho- uh holiday that we had but was running on a skeleton crew on defense like literally it was kind of like okay we've got all of our backups out there and then the next guy who's going to come in hasn't played in the game this season so um you know it, it was it was pretty rough so i really like the under 59 here i just all of the different ways this game could play out, I think very few of them ended up with it being in the 60s. So love the yeah. under 59. And, you know, man, I don't know. I don't like what I've seen f- from either of these teams uh, particularly well in, in this season. I, neither of them have, have impressed me. I guess I would lean towards taking the seven and a half. You mentioned there's more value, uh, you know, around taking more than a touchdown. So sure, sign me up for taking seven and a half points, I guess. Yeah, a lot, a lot of value in this number here that I think is kind of surprising when you look at the math, but I think it's kind of the point of the math. Right. And not to go on a side tangent here, but you hear a lot of people say things about with statistics, about 80% of it should kind of back up what you think. You're really doing it for the other 20% where you're trying to find out where other people aren't. I think it's kind of one of them here. Taking the seven and a half, I think it makes a yep. lot of sense. I'm like you. I'm not really impressed with either one of these teams, and I'm a little bit less impressed with South Carolina, but – uh, given we think it'll be lower scoring and that I'm just not really a fan of either one of them getting some points always makes sense. We'll go B grade right. plus seven and a half on South Carolina, a grade under 59. So some small school action here, 5 PM Eastern Texas state at South Alabama, South Alabama is a whopping 16 and a half point favorite mm-hmm. total of 47 and a half. So I think this should be 16.2. So no real edge either way. I think, your pick on the side is correlated with your thoughts on the total half a point shy of a fairly key number in 48. Um, I, Cousin Jared, tell us about the total in this one. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about South Alabama here and that we need to be respecting Major Applewhite a little bit more because let's be honest, he should have always been starting over Chris Sims. What was Mac Brown thinking? Let's just be honest. Um, but let's look at uh, South Alabama's schedule this season. Um, they have failed to go under, uh, excuse me, they have failed to go over 47 and a half points in a grand total of three of their games. One was against Louisiana. Love playing a good Louisiana under. Troy, love playing a good Troy under. And then they won a game 31 to three against Arkansas State, which was played in an absolute monsoon. Yeah. 
that game, the weather was absolutely atrocious. Every other game they have played this season would have gone flying past 47 and a half. Texas State is not a, a good offensive team by any measure, but I think South Alabama is going to get to like 35, 38 points by themselves. And so I think that we can get like 13 from from texas state in this game so i'm gonna say i can't believe we're saying this we're south of a really key number there at 48 i think we should give an a grade to the over 47 and a half all right we'll go a grade on the over there only our second over a grade of the show uh but i I, i'm kind of with you here it seems a little bit like extra value given that uh we're on the right side there and given that we think that there should be some points we think South Alabama is going to be able to score. I'm going to say lean South Alabama, but at minus 16 and a half and minus 120 odds, I don't really think it's worth an investment. It's the side that if you're just looking to play it, sure play it. But in my opinion, I don't really want to be that invested in needing South Alabama to win by that much, given that we're going to be disinvested in the over 47 and a half. Yeah. All right. So lean, lean South Alabama, C grade pick. A grade over 47 and a half yeah. to the night game, 7 PM Eastern Kansas at Texas tech. The question you have to ask yourself here is, is Kansas hungover from getting bowl eligibility traveling to a really tough place to play in Lubbock. You have to have faith though, in what the coaching job that Lance Leopold has done in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Now, how much of that is, X's and O's versus how much of that is motivating his players to go out there and fight for what we rarely see in Lawrence, Kansas, fighting for a seventh win rather than just being happy with, oh my gosh, we got to six and the bowl game. Sideline says this should be tech minus three. So would lean to taking the three and a half with Kansas. Actually, there's a little bit of a positive edge there. Obviously, my favorite play on this is the over 65. I just think that with what happened in Kansas last week and Oklahoma State, part of that is Oklahoma State's offense. Part of that was the red zone issues. But in general, Kansas is going to give up a lot of points, but they're going to score points. Tech is kind of in that similar boat. I see this fairly similar to the Baylor game uh, from a few weeks ago. Kansas a little bit worse than Baylor. Maybe Tech will have quite some of the same turnover issues, so it'll be a little bit more competitive. But it should be a high-scoring back and forth. I wouldn't be surprised if this game is 31-31 late, and then at 65, you've at minimum pushed uh, the over, unless there's no scoring in the first and second overtimes. Which highly thing. unlikely with these two teams. Highly unlikely with these two teams starting that close. Because, um, Jared, what do you think about this? Can Tech win and by more than a field goal? Should we be taking the three and a half with Kansas? What do you think? Ah, man, this is one of those games where it doesn't really feel like the points matter too much, right? So I, I guess being above a key number, getting the hook on three and a half, I would lean towards Kansas again, although I'm not convinced that, that the points would, would matter. Um, but are we I mean, going to go they, back? They, they really only matter in the sense of, if it's tied late, that's where they yeah. matter. Otherwise, I'm with you. It it, yeah. it feels like it might, but it could also be somebody gets a field goal and it ping pongs back and forth. So I mean, it, it could, yeah. it could, but yeah. But you're absolutely right. It's also very likely somebody wins this by seven. Yeah, and, and so are we going to go back to back a grade over though overs? It, it, that that I, seems to me to be the question. I think we are, and okay. 
we've got a few more coming <laughs> given okay. that we're about to hit enter the, the pack 12 portion of the slate. And yeah. uh, if you haven't looked at the schedule yet, you're about to see it. And there's a couple of the high scoring teams playing each other and a couple of games where I'm not sure you can make the number high enough. So we got a few yeah. more a grade overs coming. So, uh, cause Jared, I hope, I hope you're, uh, uh, you've taken your, uh, you know, yeah. anxiety meds, your anti, your antacids, yeah. whatever, your heartburn yeah. pills, cause we're yeah. going to get some overs here. Yes. Um, we, yes. will, we will lean Kansas C grade play. I don't want to be invested in it. I wouldn't be surprised with the lockdown spot here if Tech rolls and wins this huge. Uh, but Kansas is good enough to hang in there in this game. So it's the direction I lean, but it's not what I want to be invested in. But I do love the over 65. It's an A grade over for me. Speaking of the Pac-12 and points, Washington and Oregon, a total of 70 and a half. I don't know if we're going to play the over, but I sure as heck am not touching the under. Oregon has just been an over machine this year for the most part, mm-hmm. scoring at will. I don't see how that stops against Washington, barring a weather event that, again, we're too far out to know what will happen. And even in a monsoon, Oregon still might run for 400 yards, given how effective that offense has been. They're 13-point favorites. Sideline says it should be 14.4. Enough that I think I want to lay the 13 with Oregon, but I don't love them as much as I did last week. To me, it's a B-grade pick, laying the 13 I feel like that 70.5, that hook is there to entice you to bet the under. And maybe we fell for it in some of the other games because I think that was the right side. But here I don't think under the right side. So I still think we go over. But at this high of a number, I think I'm very content with double B grade on this one. Where'd your head at? Yep, completely agree. Uh, I I would prefer giving this a, a B grade. And it's actually already up to 71 now, uh, I, I yeah, I, I grabbed it at 69 and a half. Sorry, on, on its way up, but I, I still like a B grade over 71. Uh, but the main reason I like this as a, a B grade as opposed to you know, tech and, and Kansas, given that an A grade is the spread, uh, because there is a world where Oregon is ahead handily in this game, doesn't want to give Washington back the ball and just tries to run some time. I, I was gonna say, the there's ball. if Oregon's if Oregon's ahead by enough, then it still goes over. Or if they're yeah. not ahead by that much, it still goes over. But there is a range where Oregon's up in a spot where they're not just coast. You know, if they're up 30, it's just yeah. going to get wild at the end. And there's going to yeah. be a ton of points. Or, but yeah, I'm with you. There, there is a spot. It's pretty reasonable around where this number is at 13. If Oregon's up 13 late, up 14 late, they're not just going to let it fly. They're going to try yeah. to maybe slow things down a little bit in that fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, and, and so to me, it's just kind of like the expected outcome of the game lends itself to giving this a, a B grade as opposed to an A grade in Kansas and, and Texas Tech, aside from the fact that it is also now six points higher than the, the Tech-Kansas uh, uh, line. That also does matter. Of course, with Oregon yeah. playing, I mean, sometimes I feel like the total should be 100, and I'm like, probably go under, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the way they've played this year and how good that offense has been. We've already talked about that at the top of the show. Uh, yeah. 7.30 Eastern, Southern Miss at Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is an 11-point home favorite. Total of 53 here. Sideline says this should be Coastal minus 8.7. So according to the model, it's an A grade grabbing the 11 points. I think the side is correlated with the total as well in this one. Kiss and Jared, give us your take there. Both of these teams have been heavy under teams all season. I do not see that changing in this game. And more importantly, I don't see this going back to a key number like 55. So I say we give an A grade to the under 53 here. I mean, if this went up to 55, that would be, in my mind, a completely crazy 
uh, move for these two teams. So let's go ahead and lock in an A grade at under 55, or excuse me, 53. And, you know, man, because I love the under so much here, I don't think it would take much convincing for me to say, hey, getting 11 points should be an A grade as well. Yeah, I, I think it should be, um, again, 11, not a hugely key number. So it's not about the 11. I think at 10 and a half, it would be an A grade as well. 10 would be a B grade, but 10 being such mm-hmm. a key number here. If this game finished, you know, something like uh, 24-14, I think yep. we'd all be like, that seems about right. Or, or, or yep. even a 27-17, something like that. Yep. Um, yep. A lot of ways that we can win both of these. So let's go double A grade on Southern Miss plus 11 and coastal Carolina under 53 7 30 Eastern. We had a fun under <laughs> time to go back to the over here. TCU <laughs> yeah. in Texas, uh, TCU not getting to the over last week, but Texas is a hard over team. Talked about it. That offense is good. They're going to score a lot of points, but the defense is not Kansas state really only stopping themselves for the most part in that game. And honestly, Texas only stopping themselves too. a game that flew over the total and easily could have gone even higher. I kind of see the same outcome here, a different purple team, but a similar type of game with lots of points, not a lot of defense. I honestly, I think this game gets into the seventies, but TCU getting seven and a half points it makes no sense to me. I'm not surprised at this. Texas is getting a lot of love, but he- hear me out on this. I've got Texas ranked seventh. I mean, I've got a six and three team ranked seventh. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm giving Texas as much love as I can. And the books are like, no, you're too low on them. Hmm. They are a good team. They are have a good offense. They have a freshman quarterback that still looks pretty terrible. Made a lot of bad throws against Kansas State. Was lucky he didn't have three interceptions, and he and he didn't on half of them because they were overthrown, and he didn't on, on another half because they were, were so far underthrown, nobody could even get to them. They obviously run the ball really well, but I questioned some of the play calling because if they just focused on giving the ball to the running backs, whether it's in space, whether it's short passes, whether it's just handing it off, this offense is pretty unstoppable, but they don't do that. Yeah. They stop themselves. TCU is a very good team. There's a reason I have them 11th. I think TCU's got a shot to win this game. It should be a fantastic game. Maybe the most must-watch game of the week, but getting seven and a half is bonkers to me. Yeah. This is the alpha play of the week, in my opinion, TCU plus seven and a half. And I love the over 65 and a half. It's an A-grade play for me. Not as much of an A-grade as the Kansas State one because that number was just insanely too low. This number's yeah, a little bit yeah. higher, but I still think it goes over yeah. given what we've seen from TCU this year. What do you have to say? Yeah, so, okay, I'm not going to bury, bury the lead here. Double A-grade over 65 and a half, uh, getting the seven and a half points with TCU. I mean, you're the Big 12 expert, so I would I would defer to you on that. The only thing I would say about this game is you mentioned Quinn Ewer's play and how it's still very up and down. I feel like Max Duggan is the exact opposite on the other side. Uh, solid, you know what you're getting from him generally every week. And, you know, as I, I just feel more comfortable with, with him than, than I do with Ewers at this point. And so that just kind of backs up, in my mind, everything that you just said. Yeah. Uh, back-to-back double A's. That's a double-double A great yeah. us, I guess, <laughs> on yeah. that one. But we're taking, you didn't, taking you didn't the have to watch the college basketball show to get a double-double here, people. 
There you go. Um, but you should. Uh, <laughs> uh, another situation where I do think sprinkling a little bit of money on the TCU money line makes a lot of sense. Yep. Not a game that they're 50-50 to win, but one with a plus odds will be worth the payout in the game. They should hang around. It should be a great game. And if they win, I don't think anybody should be too surprised given how well they've played all season. Yep. To the late games towards the end of this episode, which is around the two-hour mark at this point. Cal at Oregon State. Total in this one is 49, which seems a little bit high given what we've seen from Oregon State. Uh, Cal apparently on occasion can score points, but I still don't trust that they will. Sideline says this should be Oregon State minus 13.8. So pretty well priced with regards to that, but I think we both like the under in this one. Uh, tell us what you got there. Yeah, I, I I do like like the under in in this game. I just don't think either of these teams could consistently score points. Yeah, we we made a, a joking reference earlier when we were going to our halftime intermission that you would be really good uh, on the under on this as long as you didn't have a fourth quarter um, like Notre Dame and Clemson. The other fourth quarter that you didn't want to have is Cal and USC uh, because that one also looked like it was going under, and then you know crazy stuff happened in in the fourth quarter there. Um, Man, I, yeah, this this total is too high. I I like the under a lot. <sighs> My gut says I'll, to go I'll and... set up. I'll set up. I'll set up the side for you real quick. I, okay. I, I want to ask you on the side because I think this then loops back to the under grade. Mm-hmm. Do we think this goes under because Cal's defense plays well, mucks this up, and neither team scores? Or do we think this goes under because Cal just doesn't score on Oregon State? Which direction do we think the under? What? What? Which one are we leaning to on that? I would lean towards Cal mucks it up. I think that Cal is going to score some in this okay. game, and so I think Cal just makes it makes it ugly. In, okay. in my opinion, I am really on the edge between an A and a B grade here. Um, so uh, let me let me ask you: Would you lean A or B on the under? I think I would go B grade because if we okay. think that Cal scores a little bit, it's a, it's only a lean for me on Cal. Sideline has it right there, so I think fourteen is pretty well priced. So if we're going to lean Cal and we think they score a little bit, yes, there's a chance that it's seventeen fourteen and this doesn't get anywhere near there. But um, there's also a chance that you know, one extra touchdown here, one extra touchdown there. One of those where if Cal hangs in there, you know, 49 isn't very high. It could easily be something like 31, 24 or something like that as well. The thing here to keep an eye on is also the weather um, up in the Pacific Northwest. If it's going to be misty, if it's going to be windy, that sort of thing could up your confidence on this one. For right now, I'd say B grade, uh, but this one feels a lot like the Iowa State, uh, Oklahoma State game where it's like maybe we'll look more into it and upgrade it to an A, but at this point I'd rather be at the B pick in that way. Yeah, we don't we can't go once we click submit we can't go back on that right we can't go backwards yeah. so we'll go yeah. B grade uh, we'll go lean C grade on Cal plus fourteen to B grade on the under forty nine uh, maybe upping it later we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, also in the Pac twelve Stanford and Utah Utah is a twenty two point home favorite total in this one of fifty four sideline says it should be Utah minus twenty four. I'm comfortable playing it with Utah, but it's not like last week. Last week was an A grade. I think this one's a B grade. I think they're the much better team. I think they run away with it. 
I don't know what to do with this total of 54 because Utah in years past, I would have said this is an under game and they probably win this something like 31 to seven. But mm-hmm. with the Utah has been playing this year. It seems very possible that they might get close to 54 themselves. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would advise you to stay away from the totals on, on this one. Washington State put up 52 points on Stanford last week, and that has been an anomaly for Washington State's season for sure. Um, UCLA team, uh, Utah's offense isn't as good as UCLA's, but UCLA got to their game with Stanford got to 51 points. The game between Oregon State and Stanford got to 55 points. We're not talking about great offensive team in, in Oregon State either. We just played there under on the play before this. So, uh, man, I would just tell you to stay away. Again, Utah has been more of an over team this season um, at home, playing in Salt Lake City, rising, you know, back for after not playing against Washington State. Man, you, you, you like Utah's chances of scoring quite a few points in this game. So I'm going to take what you said and I'm going to say what I said about Michigan last week. I think it actually sounds like we should be on a B grade over based off what, what you're saying there. Mm. 54 being on the South side of a key number. Nah, going, I don't know about going, that. going through what you said, you talked about some of those offenses, not as good as Utah is getting to like 52. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think I can do it because if Stanford scored like six points, I wouldn't be surprised. So I could see this easily being like 45 to six. How many times has Utah allowed that few points in conference play this year? How many times ha- has Utah allowed that few of points in, in, in conference? Yeah. Play Cause we, we talked, we yeah. talked a lot about that this year that Utah last year was a great defense and an offense that just didn't yeah. want to make mistakes. And, and that's what took them to the next level when Cam rising started playing well last year was the defense was great. Their offense was pretty good this year. Their offense, I think yeah. has taken even more of a step forward, but yeah that defense does not look as good. And I, I feel like I'm constantly remember Utah giving up points to everybody that they face, including teams. I feel, feel like they would have given up three to last year. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave up 13 to Arizona state, 16 to Oregon state, 17 to Washington state. So, you know, if you tell me that Stanford scores 13, 14, points, 13, yeah, 13 or 14 points. Don't, do we think that, don't we think Utah gets a 42, 41? Uh, 41 to 13 pushes. Yeah. I I still think I would need like 52 to, to to make me feel good about this, which I think with these two teams is in the realm of possibility just based off like, you know, Utah's reputation, even though they haven't been under team this season, Mm -hmm. that still maybe their reputation could push it down. Uh, Stanford just playing like hot garbage the past couple of weeks, scoring 14 points, 13 points, 15 points, 14 points or 16 points, excuse me. Yeah. Stanford's last month, 16 points, 15 points, 13 points, 14 points. Um, so, you know, maybe that lowers the line a little bit 52 and at 52, I think I could go with an over at that point. Okay. I will mark it down. that if it gets to 52, we're going over, uh, like where we said Michigan, we said 45 last week and then we just didn't do it. So this time it's marked down. So that way, if it does get down to the yeah. make that an official yeah. play. Uh, but we are also going officially B grade on Utah minus 22. Nowhere reasonable. that can get to an A grade. Um, no. Again, that's a, it's a type of number that gets you laughed out of a book if you asked for it. But yeah. uh, I, I'm happy laying it with Utah. I just don't want to be overinvested in such a big number. Yep. 1030 Eastern, kickoff Arizona at UCLA, total of 78. And look, <laughs> bottom line is we should be going over this total. Arizona, you look at the Arizona and UCLA scores, this game probably gets to 90, right? Like maybe 100. Mm. I mean, 
Yeah. These two teams, when you go look at the box scores, <laughs> playing slower teams, more defensive-minded teams, or dragging teams up to the 80s, playing each other, this is just going to be a point fest. And it's also a situation where I think we talk about some of these bigger numbers like and, and i've addressed this myth before there's this myth that everything has to go right i don't think it's accurate that everything has to go right it depends on the game in some games based off the pace everything does have to go right but with the way that ucla plays at that pace again it's like old school chip kelly football everything doesn't have to go right we saw a lot of things go wrong in their game against oregon with regards to kicking field goals and that game still went over Things don't have to go perfect to get over. Things are going to have to go perfect for this to get to 100, or in the case of SMU, 140. But if this game landed at 140, I don't think anybody would be surprised with these right. two teams. I don't think Arizona can stop UCLA. And Arizona's offense is good enough, and UCLA's defense, very mediocre enough. Arizona's going to put up some points, too. I do think UCLA runs away with it. This is my favorite late-night runaway train game. I think UCLA just names their score. I have this as the identical spread as Utah's. Both UCLA and Utah, sideline says, should be 24-point favorites. The difference is Utah's favored by 22, UCLA only by 19. Yeah. 19, 20, 21, 22, 24, all very reasonable outcomes in this game. To me, it's an A grade with UCLA. And again, we got to go over. If you say it's so high, you only want a B grade. I can respect that. But also, is there any evidence that this game won't just have like a gazillion points in it? No, no, there's not any evidence otherwise. But you are correct that I can't give an A grade to 78. So we'll go B grade over 78. I didn't try uh, very hard, but I did try. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go we'll go B grade there. And man, the A grade, that just I, I maybe this is just my perception, but I feel like Arizona has like backdoored every single spread this year. Am, am, am I wrong in, in, in thinking that? I think probably so. Cause I think if Arizona yeah. was undefeated against the spread, I would have known about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably, that's probably true. Sure. We can go B grade with, uh, or excuse me, a grade laying the 19 points with uh, UCLA. Bottom line is they didn't backdoor last week against Utah. And yeah, that is true. I think it's the same sort of thing. As much as we talk about Utah's defense, take a step back. Utah's yep. defense is still better than UCLA's offense works. So, I mean, you take that last yep. week's 45 to 20 game uh, that, they, that Arizona played against Utah, add two touchdowns to both, and that's probably where this one lands. Yep. You know, UCLA probably scoring 60, Arizona probably scoring in the mid 30s. Yep. Again, this game probably gets to 90, maybe even 100. I don't think I would be too surprised. Yep. Um, there are groups of people who will bet this under because it goes so high. That's going yep. to cap it. But I don't think this number should be capped. It feels like some of those old school Big 12 games that the totals were getting up in the 80s. And it's like, still just go over. Like It's going to get to 90 because of the way yep. these two teams play. You do have a little bit less room to hit it. And that's where, again, why you're saying it'd be a great pick. And I respect that because the idea is again, not that everything has to go perfect. It's just, you do have a little bit, le the higher the number gets, you have just a little bit less of a room, a little bit less of a room and a little bit less of a room. Right. You right. still got a lot here with how fast UCLA plays, but it, but at some point it doesn't, it's not as much as yep. you want for an A grade. So B grade on yep. the over and then A grade on UCLA minus 19. Yep. To a game that is going to be the exact opposite of that. <laughs> San Jose State is a one-point road favorite at San Diego State. Total is 39 and a half. 
and that seems a little bit high. Sideline yeah. says this should be as soon as they state minus 0.8, it's one because they don't make lines like that. So this is pretty well priced according to the model. San Diego State flirting with being ranked in the 100s, now ranked 97th. San Jose State ranked 86th. Neither one of these teams is very good. Both of them competent on defense, but struggling on offense. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your take on this game? A grade under 39 and a half. This is going to be the antithesis of the. I love this it. Is, this is going to be the antithesis of the Arizona and UCLA game. And watch these two games on side by side screens and marvel at the fact that it's the same sport because you're not gonna you're gonna think it's not. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels like uh, you're gonna be living in a different world there for sure. Um, man, as far as the side goes, I I have no idea. Uh, you know. It, it, that low scoring of a game, is there an outcome where one is, is possible of taking the one point with San Diego State? Sure. It's up to um, it's up to one and a half right now. So maybe that's enough to give us lean on San Diego State. Yeah, lean on San Diego State to plus one and a half. I, who knows? I, I think what I my breakdown of the teams would probably be I feel like San Jose State has been a little more consistent, but I feel like San Diego State, when they have uh played their best and have been better than, than higher San, San Jose State. Yeah, San, H- higher, high, higher ceiling, lower floor. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a game that low scoring, sure. I'll take the point and a half with San Diego State at home. Why, why not? It feels very similar to me to the Iowa State-Oklahoma State game where we took the point and a half as a lean if it gets a three. Now we're talking given that we don't think many points, but until it gets to a number like that, it's probably more of a stay away. Again, this is where we would go if we were in a pick them, but our main investment here will be the under yeah. 39 and a half. It's a low number, but these two teams, it feels like you could watch the entire second quarter with zero points and be like, did the quarter even happen? Like, yeah, I must have yeah. missed the scoring. Like, did I go yeah. to the fridge and I missed the touchdown? There had to be one somewhere, but there wouldn't have been one uh, yeah. given those two teams. Also, late night there, 1030 Eastern, Boise State, a 21-point road favorite at Nevada. I'm getting pretty good at this Boise State zigging and zagging thing. We you nailed are. BYU getting all those points. Now Boise State has to win by more than three touchdowns at a Nevada team that is looking like they might have a bit of a pulse finally at this point in the season, seeing signs of life, which is a lot for them because there was literally none for a solid yeah. like five weeks. Yeah. Um, Boise State, again, I, I, I will say it again. This You want to zig and zag with Boise State for the most part. Coming off of that loss, you might be high on them, but Boise State has typically struggled in the last several years with being large road favorites. They've struggled again this year. They lost at UTEP, shocking everybody. It's a lot to say that they can cover this game with a total like 48 and a half. I think taking the 21 with Nevada makes a lot of sense. Sideline says it should only be 19, but it's not the strongest play in the world. Because Jared, what do you have to say? A grade under 48 and a half. I mean, I don't know what what to say uh, about this game. Th- t- to me, this has like 31-14 or something like that written all over it. I mean, there there is going to be one team that really struggles to get out. Okay, one team. Nevada's going to struggle to get out. Nevada's going to struggle. 
Yeah. Nevada's going to struggle to get out of single digits in this game, and we just haven't seen anything. Boise State has been playing better of late, but you mentioned either last episode or a couple episodes ago that Nevada struggled this season have not necessarily been because of their defense. Their defense has been adequate, and I think an, an adequate defense against Boise State is that you know Boise. I don't think going to go out and score forty eight points in this in this game themselves. So I really love and their the offense. I think it's finally starting to look a little better, but going up against a pretty solid Boise State defense, that's not yeah. what you're hoping yeah. to see. You're hoping to see some of the weaker teams in the conference and they get things rolling. The Boise yeah. defense is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I love being north of a key number at 48 there. So I say a, a grade there, sure. And if I love the under that much, I, I would definitely say, you know, let's grab 21 points then. All right, we'll go B grade pick on Nevada plus 21. Again, not really a place I would ever make an A grade play because it's yep. very possible that Boise State wins this game, you know, 35 zip. But yep. uh, Nevada's offense, again, looking a little bit better. It doesn't need to score too much. They probably don't allow too much. It should be a low scoring game. Uh, a decent chance to me, this feels a lot like the uh, Colorado State San Jose State game from last week where I said, you know, you should take the points with Colorado State. I was nervous about it because how bad they were, but thinking it would be low scoring and that made a lot of sense. We grabbed the under officially and that cashed. And Colorado State never in doubt of the cover. And it feels the same sort of thing here. Nevada's never going to win this game, but I could see a lot of scenarios where Boise State doesn't run away with it. And it's just yeah. an ugly, you know, 17-7 game in the fourth quarter. And you're like, I could probably go to bed. I think I've got this one in the bank. So yeah. we'll go yeah. B grade Nevada plus 21, A grade under 48 and a half. And wrapping us up for this episode, out on the island, 11 p.m. Eastern, Utah State is an 11-point road favorite. Hawaii let us down this last week. Um, I think that says more about Fresno State. Van Hawaii, their offense has started to look a little bit better towards the end of that San Diego State game the week before. Didn't really know what to make of that situation, but they started looking good. I still think Hawaii's on the up, given where they were, and that they're a solid team uh, for the conference, of course, moving in the right direction. And now they get to go back to playing teams that are just barely better than them. I want to take the 11 points with Hawaii like we were doing before when they were in these situations. And they've done a pretty good job in these situations of losing by four or six or seven or something like that. That's what they should do here as well. You just say probably can go out and get the win. They need the win two wins shy of bowls really. So I don't think Utah state's going to be lackadaisical going out to the Island, but it is a tough trip to make. Hawaii is obviously a pretty good home field edge because of that. So I'd like to say it should be Utah state minus eight, not 11. So it's a pretty strong edge on Hawaii. I kind of like the under 55 as well. My take would be that I like grabbing the 11 with Hawaii more than I like the under, even though that's on a key number. Um, I'm curious if you agree with that or if you would flip those or if you say your confidence is the same, where your head is on this one. So would you be good with an A grade taking the 11 points with Hawaii and a B grade on the under 55? That's probably how I would play it, yes. Okay, that's how I want to play it too then. (laughs) I I think that Hawaii has been mostly an under team – yeah, but there's just a little bit more. I feel like Utah State's a little bit better offensively and a little bit worse defensively than some of the teams that Hawaii's been going under with. Yeah, uh, Hawaii yeah. was going under with more of the teams like Colorado State and Nevada, which is a little bit weaker offenses. Yeah, yeah, as well. I think Utah State's offense is a little bit better, but I think their defense is a little bit worse. So, if there were a few more points in this one than some of the previous Hawaii games you saw in the middle of the season, that wouldn't surprise me. I think under 55 is a smart play on that key number. 
but I just I think taking the eleven makes a lot more sense because I think Hawaii can score off Utah State. Yeah, I mentioned this about a game last week, and I'll say it again here. This is one of those where if the location of this game was flipped, I would flip my grades on those picks. If this were being played at Washington or Utah State, I give a B grade to Hawaii and an A grade to the under 55 just because I don't trust Hawaii going on the road. But playing out at the island, I think Hawaii is going to play better there, and so I like more getting the points with them and potentially them maybe scoring a little more points than they have been. So that maybe likes the under maybe a little bit less. So A grade grabbing the 11 points, B grade on the under 55. Very well said. Whew. That was all of the games we're going to cover in episode yeah. one. Uh, 46 down for the week. Only 18 more to go uh, later on in the week with our friend Jake. Uh, do you have any parting words or are all the words gone at this point of the night? College basketball season starts up today. Tune in. We you had a great episode with the, the professor here and our friend Jake going to be with you however many days a week it's a lot of days a week six if, yep. if i'm correct on yep. that six days a week um so yeah it, it is here so you know baseball season just ended but don't worry there's plenty of more content out there for you yep we're gonna have a lot of college basketball content i'm excited for what we're uh what we're doing over there getting that going uh i mentioned it during the show uh, the college basketball show already uh, I'll mention again for, for whoever's hanging around the college basketball models done really well uh, starting off the season uh, for several weeks uh, last several many years now. So lots of good stuff there to catch. Otherwise, thanks for tuning into this jumbo, super long episode of picks of the professor. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe so you can destroy all the sports betting content we've got on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again once more later for episode two, no episode three, because we're going to cover all the games there for college football week 11. And again, six days a week for college basketball until I see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember you can get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>